Nachos, is that you? Where the fuck you been? Man, I've been in Greece, chomping on some baby euros. Did you see that chick just following her face? Yeah, bitches be tripping, man. I think that piss bum just stole her purse. Yeah, I think that piss bum took her shit in her purse. And I think he's gonna take a shit in us. Oh, shit! Here comes the spooky! Motherfucking ghoulish tampons, we are back from the motherfucking dead with the spooktacular second season. Alright, enough of this bullshit. I'm gonna throw it over my man, Cincinnati motherfucking Jeff. What's going on, Chuds and Chudettes? Here comes Spooky's back with episode 25. This time we're gonna pay a little homage to some of the independent horror movie companies that release us some fantastic DVDs and Blu-rays. Then we're gonna talk about Anthropopagapaglass and the movie Absurd. So sit back, relax, tie your buddy to a chair, make him listen to your second favorite podcast. What's going on, Nachos? Oh, hey, buddy. How you doing? Uh, I'm doing good, buddy. I'm doing good. I'm so happy to be back with you in the fucking studio. Because we are fucking back, and we are never wiggity-wiggity-whack. Right down in the bowels of the CNC Fart Factory, deep below Planet X. I'm fucking so happy. So excited. Uh, we're coming back off a uh, three-month hiatus, a little break. Um, Mrs. Cincinnati and I had our second child, little Cincinnati Jess. Yay. So, uh, we took a little time off for that. And then, uh, you know, obviously the fucking COVID pandemic is going on. Uh, but we're like, fuck it. Uh, we want to at least be, uh, near each other. Me and Nachos, not me and my wife. <laughs> Family. Who gives a shit about that? Uh, so, <laughs> so instead, uh, we decided that, uh, we didn't want to do the Skype uh, sessions anymore, uh, and then we're going to do our best to actually bring you content uh, here in the studio. So, uh, with that saying, I think we've got a couple things uh, to start off with, alright? News and stuff. Oh yeah. Uh, so first up on the talking points here before we get started on the movies, The Exorcist is reportedly being rebooted. But why? That I could not tell you. It's got a planned release... Uh, for the next chapter, whoops, in the horror movie franchise uh, in 2021. So the original movie came out in 73, uh, and then obviously was a fucking critical fucking box office success. Uh, and then it basically became a tentpole for the horror movie genre itself, which is fucking pretty fantastic. And it's a good movie. Uh, the sequel, Exorcist 2, Not The so Heretic, was uh, released in 77, but it was poo-poo. Yeah, dude, that movie... What's the plot? I watch pure fucking garbage all the time. What is the plot? Linda Blair is having seizures or some shit. I don't... It, it, I tell you what, it's Earl got Jones fun music. There? Oh my god. Uh, Enrico, Italian name, I'm not even going to pretend I know. That fucking song is amazing. That movie is not. Then The Exorcist 3 came out in 1990, and that movie was Fuck fucking killer. Yes. Yeah. One of the best scares. If you don't know what I'm talking about, just watch the movie. Quit yes. being stupid. It was altered to try to recapture like the audience and the feel of the original film. They kind of, if you don't know, that movie has an exorcism like subplot that's basically slapped together and thrown in because it's the, the absurd. production company was like. You call it Exorcist 3 and you don't have an exorcism. He's like, well, I don't even fucking want to call it Exorcist 3. Yeah, let's call it Legion like the book. I think it was Morgan Creek. Yeah. Anyway. But the movie is good. You can get a director's cut or the original. Both are fucking fantastic. Screen Factory has an amazing version with uh, the alternate footage. And I don't know. Like, check it out. 
Uh, then there were two more prequel films that came out in early 2000s, but those movies were fucking flops. Yeah, nobody gives a shit about those. And since then, the fucking franchise has been dormant. Uh, next up, motherfucking Scream Factory is back at it again. These motherfucking beasts. With the Friday the 13th box set, which will encompass all 12 films on 16 discs and is packed with special features, both new and old. So if you've got the Blu-rays already, uh, whether that original box set, like the tin set, or the individual releases, or the set that just recently came out that has uh, 1 through 8 on there, it's going to have all those special features, but it's going to have several more, including uncut footage, which was just unearthed, of yes. Friday the 13th Part 2. So you get more gore. I'm not sure if it's going to be cut into the movie itself or just going to be like a standalone I, I'd feature. I'd like it to be that. I think that would be a nice option. That's how I want it. You know, show us the shit the way we want it. Exactly. Uh, it's going to be housed in a slipcase box similar to the Halloween box set that they released about four years ago. Uh, comes a little booklet. Uh, and like you know, facts about the crew and the movies, and like how they restored the films. The price is one hundred and sixty dollars for the whole set, but it comes up to ten bucks per disc. And I know two discs are straight special features, and there's a ton of new stuff, ton of new commentary. I mean. I'm fucking excited for it. I know they got Adam Green and Joe Lynch to come in to do more fan tracks, which fucking part four for no reason has a Joe Green or Adam Green and Joe Lynch fucking that. It's ridiculous. Those guys crack me the fuck up. And I know they got uh, Sheriff um, um, Part 6. The red dot goes jabang. Oh, uh, uh, Mike Garris? Or his his uh, Rick, whatever the fuck that dude's name is. Sheriff Deputy Rick... Uh, Coogan? I can't remember. Yeah, fuck it, it's Coogan. But it's... Uh, like he's, I know he came back with Tom Matthews to do commentary... Fuck yeah! For part six, for sure. I, think, I was gonna say... I think Larry be... Zerner might be uh, doing something as well. I just want to listen to Larry Zerner talk about shit all day. Uh, and then that kind of leads into this next one and has a little bit something to do with our movies um, is I want to give a fucking hearty, hearty golf clap. Yay! To the small independent studios that have been bringing us raw horror gems that would otherwise be lost to time. Right? They're bringing them to Blu-ray or DVD. These are like these small independent companies. Some of them make it out to the, some of the horror conventions mm. that we've been to, like Horror Hound, for instance. Oh, hell yeah. Um, like Severn Films, for instance, right? These guys have done um, The Changeling on Blu-ray. Changeling is fucking amazing. I think Warner Brothers has like a DVD copy or whoever has that, some, like has like a standard DVD copy. Some lackluster bullshit. But they fucking brought you a horror, like the Blu-ray version with tons of special features. Uh, zomb- zombie or Zombie. I were going to do the Italian ones. Nobody three and says four. Like that. <laughs> Ever. Uh, the Devil's Reign. One of my fucking personal <laughs> fucking favorite pieces of shit. Uh, they even, uh, so we're going to talk about uh, Anthropophagus today. They even have. Wait, what's that name? Anthropophagus. We're never going to get it right. Anthro McMaster Pop Rocks. Yep. All right. They sell Severn Films on their website sells a Klaus plush doll, like eating his own fucking guts and shit. I was like, how cool would that be if he had like plush intestines you could pull out? They he's eating them, and you're gonna love this. Dude, right. I check this out. Okay. They sell the little red ball from the Changeling. Yeah, how much though? Three bucks. Yeah, I could justify that. Uh, Synapse Films. These ones, I again, I like Synapse for sure. They they do a lot of porn, 
that I don't care for. Like when you get their Blu-rays, there's a little fucking booklet oh, inside. Oh, the smut catalog? That's just fucking like Dick Loving Bitches Volume 47. I'm like, yeah, I don't want that. But you got Street Trash. Yes. And they fucking, every copy of Street Trash on Blu-ray comes with a little Viper bottle sticker, like a label. I lucked out. I had two in mine. That's fucking fun. One I have one of them. Yep. Uh, the, the Basket Case movies, both on DVD and Blu-ray. Yeah, they should have stopped after the first one, just saying. I mean, it's worth watching two and three just to say you saw them. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. There you uh, go. Tenebrae. I love Tenebrae. Christmas. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was like, it's just one of, it's a weird Dario Argento fucking uh, Jolio, if I'm even saying that right, with John Saxon. Rest in peace, you amazing motherfucker. Uh, it's screwy, and it has, like, Goblin. It's one of the best Goblin songs of all time, but uh, I'm going to quit the flap, John. I'll let you get back on track. Uh, Christmas Evil. They released Christmas Evil, which I'm a big fan of. A, a good Christmas slasher movie. It's uh, a little bit different than, um, like, Silent Night, Deadly Night and Black Christmas. It's a little slow burn, but it's fun. They did uh, Intruder, the Blu-ray copy of Intruder, which well, is fantastic. Great fucking version of the They did a film. Maniac Cop, I think. Was it two and three? Uh, no, that's not Maniac Cop. Oh, they did the... F- first one and then the other two two and three are blue underground i'm splitting hairs here i forget who did the first maniac cop but i do have blue underground here next up we got vinegar syndrome they've uh, released movies like cutting class graduation day ice cream man i'm waiting for that one man i haven't seen that in forever i fucking love ice cream man madman did we do that not yet all right let's do that at some uh point. then of course uh when the fucking horrible horror boys fucking get to it my copy of raw force with ghost monks, that's fucking Soul. badass. And then, of course, as Nacho's mentioned, Blue Underground. Uh, they did. They do a lot of uh, Synapse. I'm sorry, Severin and Blue Underground do a lot of foreign films. So, uh, Blue Underground has Deep Red and Inferno, which are both Dario Argento movies. Maniac Cop two and three. Mm-hmm. Maniac. That's a classic. And Two Evil Eyes. That's I don't a think fucking, I've seen that one yet. That's the Romero. Oh, with Tom Atkins and they do the double feature? Yes. Fuck yeah, dude. I saw that off of... It's not fun if you don't guess. Where did I see it off? Of? Uh, Tubi? Yeah. Yeah, that's how I fucking saw uh, it. And it was a fucking treat because genuinely Tom Atkins could be shitting in a paper bag for 45 minutes. And I'm like, <laughs> yep. Also, why is this man shitting for 45 minutes? I'm very concerned of his well-being. All right, so we are bringing you not one, but... Two movies today, uh, Anthropophagophagus and Absurd. Absurd. So, Nachos, when, where was the first time you saw this? these movies? Back to back. So, first time I saw um, Apophagus, uh, <laughs> I was, um, they had FYE out on, I, I want to say that was Hampton or whatever, and I was at the gal's place at the time kind of shit, and, uh, She's like, I got to work. I'm like, I don't want to drive over to Missouri or Illinois. I'm going to be a lazy piece of shit. So I walked down there and I saw this movie. And you guys should know by now, the fucking cover of the movie is old boy is eating his guts. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know what this is, but I need it. So speaking of the cover, my fucking, I didn't know this, but my Severn, I have these on Blu-ray, my mm-hmm. Severn uh, releases. There's alternate covers. Mm-hmm. I can pull it out and flip it over and it's got the, uh, got the Italian cover on it. Yeah. 
which I thought was kind of neat. Oh, I, I love it when they do shit like that. It's an unnecessary thing they didn't have to do, but goddamn, it's cool they did. Right? So, unfortunately, the copy I got was the Grim Reaper edition. Oh, that's which, the U.S. version. Yeah, that's it's Bitch League. It's like a different cut, and it's moosing a bunch of gore, is that right? Yeah, the only, the only thing I applaud that movie of, <clears throat> the Grim Reaper cut, is pacing. We'll get into it, but uh, it lacks two very iconic uh scenes in the film so i'm just like ah, oh, these kids are jackassing around in greece i feel like a producer just wanted to go there so let's make a movie there and the first time i saw absurd i've always heard about absurd but uh boy gee take a wild fucking guess where i watched it uh to be yeah huh <laughs> right sponsor us you fucks <laughs> How about you, Jeff? Uh, so basically now, uh, in uh, 2020, I had heard of Anthropomagophagus, uh, Anthrosnuffleupagus, uh, a few times. Uh, there's some iconic scenes, obviously, that get fucking uh, yep. remembered about this movie. And Absurd, like, people have told me, like, oh, watch Absurd. It's good. It's it's apparently Anthropomagophagus 2. And I'm like, yeah, not really, like, when you watch it, but... A spiritual sequel, I believe is what they call that. And you mentioned it earlier, and I'm not quite sure how they're spiritual sequels, but you did mention this earlier. Are these movies considered giallos? Giallos? I don't think, I think, I mean, what, they're Italian, but I think, like... So, this falls in the, the, the jurisdiction of, I have no fucking idea. A giallo refers specifically to a particular Italian thriller horror genre that has mystery or detective elements and often contains slasher, crime fiction, psychological thriller, psychological horror, sexploitation, psychedelic, and less frequently, supernatural horror elements. And titties. So, I mean, that's like, you just fucking basically described every horror movie in a sentence that just has to be Italian, so I... I'm nice, going to go ahead and say they're fucking giallos. Do you want a nice little tidbit of uh, knowledge here? Yeah. Because I'm just dropping that truth. You can see through the lenses. Stop playing with your Destro and get back to the fucking podcast. Pimp Daddy Destro? I'll, I'll send pictures of them later. But anyway, they referred to, because in Italian, which I am not fluent in, uh, giallo is yellow, so these little pulp novellas. Giallo. Giallo. Yeah, that one. Like a... Uh, Clearly, I didn't fucking take Italian in high school <laughs> or go to high school, for a matter of fact. <laughs> so it, these little Pope novels, um, novellas, with the the pages, the uh, outer, what do you fucking call that? Like when you have your book shut mm-hmm. and uh, anyway, so the bindings or whatever, they were fucking dyed yellow. So that's where that came from. Okay. Truth bombs. All right. So. These are uh, Video Nasty 6 and 7, so they are on our Hello Nasty list. Honestly, we just did these because we felt guilty for not doing any Hello Nasties in the longest time. <laughs> so we're, we're, you know, season two starting strong, coming back to our motherfucking roots. Right? And we're bringing you two of them. And uh, we are going to get to more uh, of the Hello Nasty list. And then next week, we're just going to watch Roots. <laughs> and Roots 2, apparently, is a fucking thing. You didn't know? No. It's not as good. Oh, shit. You don't feel as bad watching Roots 2. I totally zoned <laughs> Yikes. I totally zoned out on this. Uh, they fucking remade Anthropophagophilus. What? Oh yeah. yeah, 2000. I didn't know that. We got to watch did, that shit. I did came ac- come across I that. was like going through the kill list kind of thing and then I just scrolled down a little more. I'm like, "What?" Oh, 
crap. All right, before we get into uh, the movies and stuff like that, I did want to say, I forgot to say it. Um, we are coming at you on uh, with the second season. We're coming at you strong. Strong! Um, you can fi- now find us at herecomestospooky.com. Dot com. It's your main fucking headquarters, right? Your fucking your, your base for all things spooky. Um, we host all our uh, episodes there. You can still find us on all your favorite podcast platforms, but you can also just go there and find it as well, as well as some stuff about us, where we're going to be, just updates and news, things like that, easy way to contact us. It's got links to all our social media pages if you want to do it there. And it'll take you to our newly launched Patreon. What? That's right. We've got a Patreon. So if anybody out there is interested in sponsoring the show, we've got Patreon tiers uh, starting at $1 a month where you get to become a member of the Spooky Squad. You get a card-carrying You'll be a card-carrying member. You get a fucking card that says you're a member of the Spooky Squad, hand-numbered and autographed by us with your name on it that you can fucking show to all your friends and fucking just show off that big dick energy and be like, check me out, dude. Fucking Spooky Squad. What's up, bitches? Panty drop. You can take that fucking card. You can go to car dealerships. You can go to Artie's. They will give you shit, but you just show it off. They'll be like, God damn, how can I be cool like this motherfucker? Right? Hook them up. Tell them what's up. For $1. For $1. For, uh, we have a $3 Patreon where um, we will, uh, obviously you get the other uh, the other stuff. We also thank you on the show. You will also get a hand-drawn uh, little doodle from Mr. Nachos Maguero himself from one of the characters of our past movies. Hey, man, I never agreed on this. <laughs> uh, he'll I'll sign it. it. We'll send it to you. Uh, I recommend framing it, maybe hanging it in your bathroom close to the toilet so you get a little flex of pee on it. That's where my stuff hangs that he does for me. I mean, because one day uh, when I die, my art is going to be worth absolutely nothing. That's not true. But you'll get compliments on it's it. It's worth it'll, less than nothing. It'll, you motherfucker. <laughs> I quit. This is bullshit. <laughs> oh, no. Um, uh, we have a, n- another tier at $5 uh, where we, uh, of course. Oh, I'm sorry. At the $3 one, we also um, uh, thank you in our uh, on Twitter and Instagram. And you get to control what we say about you in our thank you. Within reason. <laughs> I'm fine with anything. Uh, I mean, I. Choice words. I will not say. <laughs> we, I mean, we will obviously uh, review it before, but with you before we go on, and we'll discuss the details. You, you but there is there. Tell them the last part of the perk where you come to their house and you sing through the window <laughs> at four in the morning. I actually wait until uh, uh, till the pizza man comes and then just awkwardly wave from behind him. Yes, and if the cops come, you just fucking waggle your uh, spooky society fucking f- badge and you're good. Fucking spooky squad. It's cool. So I'm a spooky, spooky squad. squad. I'm a founder. Uh, then the next one is five dollars a month. Which, uh, what we do is we fucking make your mailman feel how fucking, uh, how fucking proud we are of you. We're going to send you uh, a set of our buttons, uh, stickers. Oh, we got them, man. And a fucking, here comes the spooky fucking koozie. Uh, so it's fantastic. So when you're out at fucking bars and at parties, people will be like, what's up with this? What's your second favorite podcast? They're going to be fucking all over you, you about it. You better drop that fucking knowledge, you ghoulies. Right? Then that's when you fucking whip out the card and you're like, bam! Then you whip out your dick and they're like, bam! And they hit you in the face. But... Plus you get the fucking artwork and all the cool shit. That too. Uh, then the uh, last one that we've got is uh, $10 a month. You get all that uh, other fun stuff and you also get to be on the show. You will get to be on our podcast. Uh, we'll dial you in uh you can't be coming Skype up in or zoom CNC things like that factory right you gotta call us in you could smell bad we don't know we'll fucking bring you in and we'll fucking hang out for about 30 minutes talk about whatever the hell it is you want to talk about 
You want to talk about the movie? Fantastic. Huh? Compare dick sizes? We're there, too. Metal Gear Solid, Star Wars, Godzilla, we're fucking in for all yeah, of it, dude. Maybe not so much politics or religion, but uh, I don't know. Unless it's like the cool parts of religion, when people get eaten by whales. Or orgies. Oh, yeah. Them's, them's. Oh, also, you get a pair of my used panties. Mantis. Mantis. Your mantis. We got to get them back from Cropsy first, though. <laughs> that fucking burnt face limb. So if you're interested, you can check all that stuff out. You can find it on Patreon. You can find it at herecomesthespooky.com, and then there's a link to it. However you guys want to do it, if you if you find that you're able to. I know it's kind of tough out there. If you can't, that's okay, too. We just really appreciate you listening. That's the big thing there. All right, so back to the fucking movies. Anthropophagus. I wanted to absurd. jump in real quick. We yeah. have no affiliation with the website. Here comes C U M Z net. Uh, we appreciate what those guys are doing, but sh- nah. How did you find that? Sure do ask a lot of fucking questions, yeah, don't you, pal? Apparently. Apparently. <laughs> All right, April O'Neil. All right, so uh, this was directed by Joe D'Amato. Uh, this guy did a lot of sexploitation movies, like Erotic Nights of the Living Dead and Porno Holocaust. I need to see both of these films. Uh, and then, and then of course, he did some straight horror movies like these ones. Uh, he also did Beyond the Darkness, Troll 3, oh, or is that like... it's like Contamination 7, I think is also what it's called. I think you're right, dude. And he was a producer on fucking Troll 2. Shocker. Oh, my God! Yeah, so, and I, I think he actually directed some of it as well. I'm sure that looks good on the IMDb right. page. What was your movie called? Alrighty, well now it's time to meet our casualties! Oh my god, he's killing me! He's killing me! He's killing me! I like how the music just keeps playing. That's fucking beautiful, man. <laughs> we we uh, kicked up the uh, production a notch uh, while we were on fucking break. So yes, we are currently wearing pants in the studio. So now we're gonna run down the casting crew of fucking everybody that was in the fucking films here. Uh, we're not gonna go over everyone. Uh, they, they, there is large cast in both films, but they are not fucking worth mentioning. What is this music? This is really fun. <laughs> it's just some fucking TV show shit I found online. Uh, so, I only have four people listed here in our casualties list, and the reason being is because most of these, uh, these are Italian films, most of these actors, actresses, uh, it really did nothing that I could really find that was worth noting uh, to our fans, our listeners, us. Uh, so, primarily, people worth a fuck. Yes. And we're back. Uh, so, our first up, though, is Tissa Farrow. Mmm. Right? She was an anthropophagophilus. Uh, she's Mia Farrow's sister. That's pretty much it. That's her only claim to fame. Uh, she was in Zombie, or Zombie 2, depending on where it was released and how you saw it. But never mm. Zombie. The movie with the fucking splinter through the eye. Oh, Jesus, fuck. Uh, and then these movie, or at least Anthropophagus, and then she quit acting. Yeah. She's she like, was like, I'm fucking done. I'm gonna end on a high note. Fuck you guys. <laughs> Mic drop. Anthropophagus was a high note? Mm, she's out. Uh, Zora Korova. Also an anthropophagus. An old family She name. played Carol. She was in uh, Cannibal Ferox. Yeah, there's like 20 of those fucking I think I'm pretty gets... sure the first one's on the uh, uh, Hello Nasty list, as well as the New York Ripper, which is also oh, on the Oh, I Nasty cannot list. wait to do that. Have you seen that fucking movie? I have. It's, I think that's Argento. Uh, 
Let's just say, I hope you like Donald Duck. That fucking movie is fun. And fingering chicks with your big... Toeing? Yeah, not fingering. Jamming your toe of chicks' pussies. Because that's in that movie. That's how I get down. That's all I do. You gotta get up to get down. I think I met my wife. Foot Locker? <laughs> Lady Foot Locker. That's, that's the name of the strip club. <laughs> the fucking ref comes out and she's like, no. No. It is. It was actually, it was the Lady Foot Locker. So that's the big difference between Lady Foot Locker and then the strip club, the Lady Foot Locker. We have no affiliation with the Ladies Foot Locker strip we club. Have, <laughs> we have George Eastman. Uh, he's in both of these movies. This is what ties this together and somehow makes uh, one like a, a, a sequel or spiritual successor to the other, but to be perfectly fucking honest, they are not connected anyway, except for this one guy. He plays Klaus in Anthropophagophagus, and he plays Mikos in Absurd. Mikos. He also wrote both of these movies, by the way. Is he still alive? Uh, no, he is not. I was going to say, because I would climb on a ladder to punch him in the face, but I'll dig him up to drop my nuts on his crusty-ass old face. And this is the last one on the list. This guy had like uh, the smallest fucking part possible in Absurd. It's Michael Suave. Ave, ave, Michael. Uh, he played Biker in Absurd. Okay, dude. Wait, hold up. I'm going to jump in real quick and interrupt you, because, all right. That's the fucking dude. Fuck, stop. Who fingered me in that Arby's <laughs> restroom? Are you gonna tell me? Are you are you mentioning this movie over here on the on the shelf on the bottom? Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. Oh, go I, ahead. Go ahead. Okay. So actually, I was gonna say that's the dude who is in fucking demons. You've seen demons, right? He is also he's the dude with the half metal face slaying a ticket. He's also in City of the Living Dead and the New York Ripper as well. Oh shit. So I think we're gonna get some play out of this Playboy. But do you know what he does for Cemetery Man? Uh directed it, I think. That's yeah. correct. He is the director for Cemetery Man. Because he also directed something else. Inspector Gadget. And what is what's the Italian name for Cemetery Man? Uh don't crucify me here, but I think it's uh Della Morte, Della More. I think that's right. I think you have that great shirt. I fucking where did I get that from? F- fucking fright rags. I got it from uh, Uncle Jizz Chin's fucking touchy cabin. Dude. That I I Cemetery Man fucking movie. fun. It's it, goofy fucking. I love when he wakes up, fucking goes to the door as a fucking like zombie businessman. Bam! And then he's right back to bed. <laughs> I love how fucking surreal. We'll get to that movie at some point, but I love how surreal and bonkers that movie is. Uh, I think it's a better version of Dylan Dog, which if you saw that movie, that movie's Dylan Dog. <gasps> Shit. Yeah, that, I like Brandon Routh for sure. Yeah, big fan. I uh, very much enjoyed him in uh, Scott Pilgrim, and I liked Superman Returns. Storyline was kind of whack, but I liked him as Superman. But uh, Dylan Dog, what is it, Dead of Night or Day of Night, something like that? A uh, waste of an hour and a half of your life. It wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't great, and it's a bummer because it's that's what Cemetery Man's based off, right? Is the Dylan Dog comic? Yeah, there's even comics where fucking Delamore or Delamorte, the Cemetery Man. Yeah, I just honky that one shows up in the books, and they're just like, let's have a mope off. <laughs> and then Robert Smith shows up. He's like, I got you. Then Morsey shows up. It's just like, whoa. <laughs> All right. So this was released. Uh, Anthro uh, was released in 1980. And Absurd was released in 1981. Uh, they did come out here. Well, they wasted no time remaking the same movie. So, I mean, it came up against some, some biggies and some not so biggies. Uh, Friday the 13th. Never heard of it. The Fog. Oof. City of the Living Dead. Um. The Changeling. 
Nope, never heard of it. Humanoids from the Deep. Oh, Fish Fuck the Movie? <laughs> God damn. Friday the 13th Part 2. Part 2. Halloween Do. I love it. The Howling. Never heard of it. Dead and Buried. Oh, that's a sexy movie. Burial Ground. Or Zombie 3. You seen that kid's fucking dome, man? That's a fucking uh, Severn release. Mother, they smell of death. And I know one of your personal favorites. What you got? Don't go into the woods alone. How about don't go fuck yourself in the ass with a steak knife? <laughs> I hate that movie. All right, so How to Watch uh, Anthropophosnophagus was released on DVD in 1999 under the title Grim Reaper with most of the gore removed and a different cut of the plot presented. Yeah, the pacing's a little better in that, but that's about the only redeemable factor there. Absurd was released briefly on VHS under the title Monster Hunter. Then who the f- what? Who the fuck is? Oh, the fake ass Donald Loomis dude or Donald Pleasant. Yeah. Then Severn, like that was it. Like if you wanted to watch these uncut, uh, you had to have like bootleg copies of this. Then Severn released both Severn Films released both of these movies in 2018 on Blu-ray, and they're wonderfully restored. They've got special features. They've got commentary interviews. It's it's fantastic. I mean, it's for 20 bucks you can't fucking beat it. I'm going to go out on a limb here. I think one of the alternate titles for uh, Smugamagugugugugugle is like Island of Savage. Savage Island. boy. Yeah. Yeah. It actually shows. I was going to. I have that in here. I have that fucking in here. Ha! I just stopped on your trivia! You son of a bitch. You ready to horse around with some maniacs? Yeah! One of us is really going to enjoy murdering you. So, before we even start the plot of Anthrosnuffagophagus... What the fuck is up with that loud-ass harpsichord at the fucking beginning? Like, oh, I didn't have harpsichord in mine. I had Jesus shit techno. Christ. Really? See, I'm telling you, we watched different think, fucking versions. I think I watched the Grease cut. <laughs> the Greek cut. So, my version, because you watched, it's called Grim Reaper on on Tubi, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, and I just watched Anthropophagophagogla. Um, but my version movie started with a happy couple walking through the streets of Greece mm-hmm. or this island, I guess. Uh, and the title card said the Savage Island. It did not say I Grim saw, Reaper. I saw it or the other too. one. Okay. Um, Why they got to fucking lie to us, man? Yeah, like I'm fucking already confused at this point. Like I knew the movie kind of had like a fucking weird title problem when it came over here, but now I'm like it's fucking even more confusing. Um. They make it, so the couple's walking, they make it down to the beach, and we get a little PG skin show, right? I ain't mad about that. No, you had titties in yours? Uh, no, no, PG. Like, she was in, like, a bathing suit, like, fucking bikini. Oh, uh, a bikini, yes, yeah. I've heard of these. Uh, and also, there's a dog there for some reason? Because that's the only person I'm rooting for here. Right? And uh, so they're speaking, like, Greek or Italian, like, the entire time. Legit, they are fucking speaking unsubtitled gibberish yeah it's, there's no fucking have, subtitle whatsoever i had to actually check i and have see. no clue what they're fucking saying yeah i had to check and see if my fucking subtitles were on right because i made sure my copies have the italian or the english i had to like double check and make sure i got them both going the right way and that fucking kind of pissed me off a little bit but whatever so a little later um the girl goes out for a fucking swim and notices this like abandoned fucking boat in the water just hanging out she swims to it and while her fucking Bo's hanging out on the beach, he's, like, listening to fucking, like, music and those, like, 70s headphones are, like, Holy fucking giant. Holy shit. Okay, at least in my version, that fucking music sounded like if 
you could make boxing gloves out of a Casio keyboard and then, like, beat the <laughs> shit out of R2-D2 or something. Like, I listened to bad garbage music, but what the fuck was that? All right, go ahead. Uh, yeah, that, uh, it was, like, weird, like, if fucking Black Sabbath did, like, synth rock. I don't know. It was, it's like the- it was out there. The dog is fucking licking its own asshole. It's just like, Jesus Christ, the taste of my ass is better than your taste of music. (laughs) So as she gets to this boat, uh, something swims up and attacks her and kills her underwater. Oh, is that what you got out of yours? Because I don't know what the fuck is going on. There's just like a lot of blood all of a sudden. And then she goes back like to double check that it's still a boat and she's bleeding. Okay, death number one. That chick. I don't know, I fucking guess she got killed by a boat or something. Like a shark. Like, at first I'm like, oh, is this a shark movie? It's like a POV underwater kind of thing. Right. Like, at least fucking attempt to try to make some sense. Pretty please. So, whatever kills her makes it to shore and fucking walks up to her fucking boyfriend who's not paying attention and parks a fucking meat cleaver straight into this fucking dude's head. But before that, the dog's like, uh-uh, I'm out. Fuck you, pal. Yeah, I'm going to be in the sequel. Fuck you, bye. Uh, i got to say, that fucking this kill was badass. And that's your intro. Death number two. That dude. Bro, you, t- you harshed my mellow. You totally killed my tunes. So cut to a bunch of pasty white people in a cable car with pregnant Is Maggie and called? friends. Yeah. Oh, shit. All right. Or a tram. Uh, whatever, anyway. So they chit-chat about their trip that they're on and how they are headed to an island in Greece on an island tour, I should say. Uh, another chick in the car overhears the conversation and asks if she can come along. And this is basically how fucking shit in like the 60s, 70s, and, and even early 80s was. It was, was. a it's simpler like, time. Oh, hey, you going somewhere? Can I come too? Yeah, okay. All right, so... Uh, no chill. I, I think they got dip, duped into a fucking timeshare, like in some archipelago. Fun fact, archipelago, a series of small islands. That's for you mouth breathers out there. <laughs> Look at you. you learned something. Could you, to... Could you try again? Look Could at the you... big what brain the on fuck? Is your fucking Siri on? It can go the fuck over here. Bye. <laughs> Did your Siri just go off? Uh, yeah. Hey, Siri, go fuck yourself. Yes, yeah, Siri. Yeah, that's right. You go to sleep. I put you to sleep. <laughs> All right. I was dropping some truth bombs. My fucking phone couldn't handle it. Uh, so <laughs> what did you say that fucking made it pick up? I got Summoner again. Of Archipelago. Uh, fun fact, an archipelago is a series of small islands. <laughs> this fucking whole episode is just full of fucking hard words to say. That's right. All right. So uh, this other chick here overhears them uh, talking and asks if she can come along. And she's meeting some friends on an island uh, that they were they were also mentioning about touring. Um, they get to the fucking cable car station and are picked up by their friend Alan, where we are then introduced to everybody. Oh, and the big fucking orange dork mobile? Uh, the fucking Dan, Arnie, Julie, who's the new girl. Okay. Uh, and Carol, and they all pile into Alan's sweet-ass fucking VW microbus and then fucking head off to the pier. Yep. You didn't like that? You don't like the fucking, the, the fucking, the, you called the dork mobile? The dork fucking, mobile. The hippie van? Okay, so is that the same, uh type shit in chainsaw massacre yeah yes okay um also i love how we have an extended scene of traffic in greece that's in both movies too Yay. it's weird 
It's There's like some petting. sort of royal guards like on parade. Oh my god, these fucking dorks. Like I'm not here to shit on Greek culture or anything, but these guys straight up look like some motherfucking nerds. Yeah, I cut uh, I cut out a lot of stuff. I'm like, I'm not fucking writing about this. It's just shit going on. Like I'm literally getting a tour of Greece right now and I don't fucking need it. I've never been. It looks great. However, I didn't I don't want to see it from forty fucking years ago. You know, they say their Euros are to die for. <laughs> oh, 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 oh fuck. <laughs> All right, we're back. So later on, Julie shows them a map where the island is located, uh, and she explains that it's a pretty remote place. There's not a lot of boats that head that way, and the few people who live on the island do not leave much to go Are anywhere. cannibal lesbians. Like. Oh, wait. Did we watch different movies? Snoo Snoo? Snoo Snoo. That's right. Uh, the so... spirit is willing. <laughs> but the flesh is weak and spongy. Uh... <laughs> The group is a little fucking weird, uh, but say, fuck it. Why not? Let's go. We'll give you a lift. So now they're on the boat from fucking Captain Ron, but like much nicer. Martin Short in that movie? (laughs) I haven't seen that shit in years. I love Captain Ron. Uh, And they're headed off on their island tour. Captain Snake Pliskin. Uh, And then uh, Dan tries to put the moves on new girl Julie, while uh, Carol, who's obviously got a crush on him, gives the fucking sneak eye the whole time. I think they used to fuck. And pregnant Maggie is fucking puking in the ocean. Just fucking throwing up, dude. This is great. Feeding the fishies. Uh, the boat ride is very fucking boring as far as the fucking movie goes. Not a lot happens. They play tarot cards. I'm sorry, they play with tarot cards. Yeah, play, play tarot, tarot cards. Well, how do you get the fucking high <laughs> score on that shit, dude? They play with tarot cards, and Carol gets she really weird about it. got the expansion deck. <laughs> Uh, she thinks she is seeing death signs all over the place before they finally get to the island. And seriously, this whole fucking scene's like 15 minutes. You'd be like, oh, they're they're you're, they're building character and stuff like that. No, it's, no, it's called the fucking editor. It's boring. Passed out in the bay or yeah. something. Um, right, because they're doing the whole shit. It's just like, oh, it got really quiet for a second. Do I tell the pregnant chick she's going to die? It's like, no, let's bluff. It's like, whoa, no, there's like two dudes in there. It's like, it's going to be your baby boy. (laughs) It's got a death curse. I mean, fuck, dude. Might as well. So they're on the island now, right? That's, that's, it happens fast here on this show. It takes like 35 minutes uh, in the movie. When they get to the island, the gang volunteers to take Julie to the village where she is going to meet an old English couple with a daughter that she stays with during the summers. That's right. Yep. And as soon as her, her fucking feet hit land, yep, yep. Maggie sprains her goddamn ankle. That fucking stupid pregnant bitch. And I love it. Everyone just leaves her. Yeah, it's like oh. even her fucking like baby daddy right. Dan or it's Dan or Arnie, one of them. They're fucking it's probably interchangeable. Both. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean she's probably doing the Greek way and just fucking tugging dicks off for that. Just Kizitsa fucking sauce. leave her. He's like, "Are you sure? Are you okay if I go on?" And she's like, "Yeah, it's fine." Without a fucking second thought. That's a trap, buddy. But if you've ever had a fucking long term girlfriend, that's a trick. Okay. Also, don't be a fucking piece of shit. Your significant other has wounded themselves. On purpose. I think I think she was playing games, yo. Fucking straight up, dude. Mm-hmm. First fucking step off the dock. Mm-hmm. My fucking feet crumble. Um, Let's put salt water on it. So they oh, leave her shit. ass at the pier alone with the staff on the boat. Okay? And as the group now walks to the village, they are being watched from afar. Did you say the staff or staffish? Staff. Dude's name? 
Oh, Stathis. I is call his them name. Starfish. Starfish. Stathis is the is is the one member of the staff from the boat, but you don't find out till later. But Stathis, yeah. That is a horrible name. In general. Well, maybe he thinks the name fucking Nachos is weird. Well, I'll karate chop his fucking dick sideways and fuck him in the ear with. Nachos it. is that Irish or is that uh, is that Hispanic? It's Venezuelan. Thank you. <laughs> it's an old family name. <laughs> So as they, uh, as like I said, as they're walking to the village, uh, they are being watched, and we get this nice revealing shot that this is obviously the same village from the intro where the beach people got dead. Beach people, beach, beach people. And that dog is nowhere to be found. No, that dog pulled a fucking gorder from Friday the 13th Part 4, got in a boat, and fucking bounced out. He pa- he pawed it from and then, Part 2. I'll come back later. And then fucking LL Cool J with his shark fin was chasing them through the water. So, as they're walking around, no one seems to be around the village, by the way. Like, it's just fucking desolate and empty. Uh, So, the gang decide, hey, why not? Let's just fucking look for people. And Dan and Carol split off and spot an old lady in the window. And without any fucking chill whatsoever, they let themselves into her home without permission or knocking. I mean, we don't know... uh... European culture protocol on entering a uh, somebody's domicile, and it was like the 80s, so I don't know. They're probably all on fucking cocaine. Just straight <laughs> up, it's like, we're going in here. Uh, they try to find this lady, because it's like the first person they've fucking seen. They, they, as they're inside, they see the fucking old lady outside of her bedroom window after reading a fucking message that she left for them on her dirty-ass fucking grimy window. Bitch, clean your windows. You got shit else to do out there. She wrote in her face, fucking go away, right? It was right fucking right above the wash me. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> that you... And then the fucking dicky dude, who, the dude, you know, like, the dude looking over the fence with the big long nose. <laughs> <laughs> that was on, that was across the fucking alley. <laughs> that was on the other window. The Said other eat Joe's. Uh, so... They try to chase her down, um, but stop as a corpse throws itself in front of Carol for dramatic effect. A fucking corpse? No, dude, that's some spirit Halloween fucking mummy wrapped in beef jerky bullshit. I like how she, uh, she, or Dan walks past it, and fucking, it's just sitting there in a doorway, right? It's sitting in a fucking chair. Carol fucking walks past it, and it fucking somehow lunges itself at her. Like, out of nowhere. It's the power of love. Um, so at this time we get back to the, we cut back to the boat, right? And Maggie has her helper, Stathis, uh, get her some more salt water for her sprain. She's fucking soaking it. Where are they getting salt salt water water from? I don't get it. Oh, the Boshan. It's a boat ocean. Okay. As opposed to the regular ocean. I'm learning so much today. Uh, so he goes to do the good deed and he is, uh, pushed into the water and killed for his troubles. See, I thought he, like, he got tangled up in the rope or... But whatever. I mean, the Greek cut. So Maggie goes to see what the fuck is taking him so goddamn long with her salt water, and she just decides to pull the salt water bucket up herself, only to find Stathis' severed head inside. Death number three, Staffish. I didn't know you were a fan of bucket head. That's so crazy. Because his head was in the bucket. <laughs> Taking a sip. Pause while I take a sip, please. Glug, glug, glug. Ooh, while I'm drinking, do the do the do the music for the for the Wii. Alright, alright. 
Singing is not one of my uh, strong features. So it's, the gang my club foot and cross decides to head back to the boat to check on Maggie, but she is G-O-N-E. That's gone? Yeah. Just saying. And the boat is now floating in the middle of the ocean, and there's no way of getting to it. The group decides that they might as well fucking stay the night in the village while off, like to the side here, Maggie is fucking being drugged off screen by someone and loses a shoe. That's right. Night rolls in along with a storm while the group makes themselves comfortable in Julie's friend's abandoned house. Like literally eating their fucking food, drinking their fucking booze. Hey, I mean, who's who's there to even fucking trip, you know? Carol gets more annoying and says that the island is evil and they will all fucking die. She's a There's real There's an evil Ralph. vibration of an intense horror. Okay, Kai, uh, Car, Carol, Chevis, shut the fuck up and <laughs> dial the fuck down. You're, you're being a fucking mood killer. Later in the night while everyone is sleeping, Carol sneaks off with Dan to investigate the sound of a piano playing. And a little kitten is kitties is is actually running across the uh, the Kitty fucking piano piano there, and it is adorable. Uh, and that is that is all fine and dandy until this fucking girl jumps out of a barrel of wine and stabs the shit out of Danny boy. Oh, you mean fucking discount Carrie White? <laughs> Ooh, why'd you have to rip off Carrie? The rest of the friends rush in and seem pretty okay with the attempted murder of Dan, by the way. Yeah, Dan was kind of a dick anyway, so fuck him. Because they're like, oh, he's all right. Take him out of the fucking room. And then they're like, this girl who's like brandishing a fucking knife covered in fucking wine. They're just like, hey, calm down. I, Everything's going to be okay. It's like, no, you just fucking stabbed my friend several times in the fucking back. All right. We're going to see how many times I can reference Spirits Halloween in this fucking episode. Because <laughs> that girl, Rita, the blind chick, is just still just just stabbing. Just stabbing. It's like, right? yo, Rita, he gone. Yeah, they try to calm her down instead of drowning her like I would. Right, or maybe turn the knife around and she just starts stabbing herself. It's yes, like, Why is this so the girl so turns out to be Rita. Uh, Alan and Arnie go get Danny some Band-Aids while Julie explains that Madam Slice and Dice is Band-Aids. the blind girl that she looks after whose name is Rita. Uh, and this girl is the fucking most 35-year-old-looking 15-year-old oh, I have shit. ever seen. She's supposed to be 15. Yeah, this chick could run for president. Right, yeah. Know. President of the studio. Oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> Let's let you fucking nerds try to figure out that deep cut. But fucking for real, dude. I'm like, what? I'm supposed Fuck to believe this bitch is fucking 15? All right? She's taller than the boys. So unless she fucking plays for the Italian WNBA league, right? She's in her fucking mid thirties. It's possible. What? Oh my god! Shut the fuck up, Nachos. Um. Uh, so later on, Danny tries to get in Julie's pants again, but Carol has a freak out and starts to curse her for all that's fucking happened so far. And she R U N F O F T is out of there, dude. She fucking runs off. I gotta jump in real quick. Um, all right, go for it, dude. So. What's up with, with Danimal just fucking chain-smoking? Have you noticed the theme throughout the movies? All right, one of the grossest things to me in movies is when somebody puts a cigarette out on a plate of food. Yeah. I don't know. That just that doesn't settle well with me. There's a scene in Friday the 13th Part 8, Jason, takes... Vancouver? I did air parentheses. Uh, yeah, Manhattan. And then it's right when fucking Kane Hodder throws King Kinzingering into the fucking window... They put the fucking cigarette out on the eggs, and the chick's like, Welcome to New York. 
Sorry, I was just thinking of a better movie. And yeah, that's saying a lot. <laughs> and we're back. All right. Uh, so, like I said, uh, Carol freaks the fuck out and runs off. And uh, Julie decides to chase her. And meanwhile, the old lady from the window is watching all this go down. Really? Yeah. Not in my version. Yeah, she's uh, she's on the side of the house. There's she's no like real reason for her to just... fucking be there, but yeah, she's like on the side of the fucking house. So, commence the first of two tonight of the most accurate film portrayals of a running sequence that I have ever fucking seen. All right? <laughs> most people are fucking running on screen like they participate in a 5K for breakfast. These two motherfuckers, however, are like stopping, slowing down, taking fucking like breath takes, and just generally not enjoying this part of their role. And I fucking love it. If it dude. was either of us, we'd just be like, <laughs> they, they fucking do like they grab I their smoke? fucking sides. They're fucking like chilling. It's like not everybody's fucking Carl Lewis or Get Usain it, Bolt. I guess is a more accurate, like a newer fucking reference. Yo, he died. Usain Bolt? No, I'm just fucking with you. Oh, man. Ah. <laughs> I'm cool. That guy's name's fucking dope, dude. Fucking last name's Bolt, and you run real fast. That's fucking He killer. sounds like a fucking super villain from the boys. But I just, I, I like this. I like, ooh, that's season two fucking I haven't out. seen it yet. I'm fucking hyped. All right, so they're only releasing episodes every th- Friday, so they've only got three episodes up right now. Yeah, I was going to say, my roommate fucking has uh, all that shit up right now. One through three is up, and I will tell there's a fucking, the deep is back in episode three. There's a fucking scene with a whale. Does he get fucking a, Gil's finger blasted some No, more? there's a scene with a whale that's fucking pretty fun. What? Yeah. Do you remember when he's at the fucking schnooks or whatever? <laughs> fucking that, talking to the lobster. And I was like, please get me out of here. He's like, I got you, buddy. I got you. He's, he's like, fucking, I'll take that one. <laughs> Dude, if you haven't seen the boys, quit being a fucking idiot. It sucks. It's like on Hulu or uh, what? Amazon, Amazon Prime original. Amazon Prime. Most dude. fucking people have Amazon Prime just a free shipping, so it's there. Anyway, back to the fucking movie. These this fucking running scene is legit, like just as it would fucking be in real life. And I re I really liked this. I really liked this. They're fucking like chilling and pausing and getting stitches in their sides and shit. It's fucking fun, and it happens again in the other movies. So I really liked it. But moving on, uh, Julie chases Carol to a cemetery. Uh, into the gated area of the cemetery. What a fucking bitch. But Carol, who's never been here before, by the way, somehow fucking doubles back through a shortcut, comes around to the fucking gate, shuts Julian, and locks it with a key that just so fucking happens to be inside the lock. Carol activated stealth mode. <laughs> She's got the fucking stealth number that Adagon gave her. Uh, Julie eventually... Also, this music needs to calm the fuck down. Yeah, dude. What is up with this shit, dude? This fucking harpsichord piano just... Okay, so you have, like, legit real music. I have this synthed out fucking... It, uh... You must have, like, the MIDI version of, like, what I have. Oh, my God, dude. It's it's no bueno. Um, so, uh, Julie eventually wises up and jumps over the wall. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like, she runs around trying to, like, how do I get out of here? How do I get out of here? Oh, I'll just fucking, not even jump over. She literally just fucking rolls over. This fucking wall's, like, yeah, four it, feet high. It's, it's, it's vaulting. It, yeah. It's mild at best. Uh, she runs into Alan and Arnie. She explains what happened, and they head back to the house, uh, that they are all squatting in, uh, to see if Carol's come back there. Back at the flop house, Dan is keeping an eye on Rita, because he doesn't want to get shivved again. Mm-hmm. When Rita jolts awake. Talking. She pops up like a boner in math class. 
just every time I hear something, I think about that. It reminds me of that episode of Roseanne where there's this, like, they don't talk about directly what fucking happens to DJ. She, oh. He just whispers in Dan's ear, and he's just like, just put a book in front of it. Nah, you fucking... And then, like, later on, like, Mark says the same thing, and, like, the dude that Jackie's dating is like, just put a fucking book in front of it. No, man, you tuck it up in your fucking belt zone. All the time, that's what I do. Or you just unzip it and let your freak flag fly. Be like, what's up? I'm packing hardy three inches, bitch. Hey, teacher, I brought my pencil. Uh, All right, so Rita jolts awake and talks about how he is here. I can smell the blood. Before Dan goes to investigate another strange noise that is definitely not the cat this time, but he brings his trusty meat cleaver with him for protection. Yeah, no doubt. Danny locks Rita in and continues his search, but we finally get to see the killer hiding behind the door in Rita's room. This madman goes to attack Rita, but Danny turns and tries to sa- or returns and tries to save the day, but Mr. Murder is super pissed about being interrupted in his work, so he decides to bite out Danny's throat. All right, straight up, that dude, the, I love how the killer looks in this movie. He looks like, uh, he kind of looks like if you fucking had Larry Bird uh, buttfuck Ron Jeremy, like currently how he looks today. They <laughs> fucked and then their baby was made out of pepperoni. All right. He's fucking, George Eastman is fucking. He's a good looking dude. And he's big. It gotta be like 6'5". He's probably got a dick like a Pringles can. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Oh. Like the fucking, like can the get... like the plastic tube that fucking tennis balls come in. And he, his fucking comes loads and giant green neon just balls. <laughs> when he comes, it's just. Shoo. It just looks like Slimer. <laughs> I just. That I, ecto cooler. He's fucking, he's, he's huge and he's, he's very menacing. In his appearance, and he's got a great crazy guy look he on his face. He looks ghoulish as fuck. He's got yeah. that like thousand yard stare or whatever the fuck. And that his is. fucking like, is like is his face like melted or like I think it's just like super up. It's like me when I go to the beach and I don't bring my fucking SPF one fifty. Okay, yeah, I fucking melt, dude. Oh, so death number. Wait a minute, you're bringing super soakers to the beach? No, I bring them to the bed or. <laughs> Because <laughs> I super soak them hoes. That's the only time I will reference Soldier Boy in the history of this podcast. I didn't feel All right. right. I didn't like it. There's a lot of bad taste in my mouth. I don't like that joke. What, my SPF fucking man gravy? All yeah. right. Death number four, Danny. Other than this killer's skin being a little jacked up, he appears to be in good shape. What's the old saying? Oh, yeah. An Adam's apple a day keeps the doctor away. Beep, 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 beep. Do you know what? Do you know what a doctor says when he sees an apple? Fuck your mama. <laughs> That's fucking stupid. <laughs> I got a better dumb joke. All right. So it turns out that The Rock and his family uh, had COVID-19. Did they know? Uh, they didn't know about it until he was cooking dinner one night, and none of them could smell what The Rock was cooking. No, my microphone is fine. You, 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 bought, you gotta get the fucking bump, 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 I like that joke, but well, whatever. We'll fucking move on. Party of all. Uh, so, uh, after Danny fucking uh, loses his throat, Julie, Arnie, and Alan get back to find Danny dead and Rita being loudly obnoxious, but the killer is gone. In the morning, they walk the island to see if they can find Carol's stupid ass and come across Klaus Weltman's house. Julie, yo, fl- dog, that's a villa. 
Is it a villa? It's a villa. It's a villa. Vanilla. Vanilla. <laughs> it's a fancy vanilla. It's a Greek vanilla. Uh, Julie fills them in on who he is, how his wife and child died uh, in a shipwreck, but upstairs we see the lady from earlier in the middle of her favorite fucking hobby staring ominously out the window. Yo, Kale, you dropped this. What? It's called exposition. (laughs) (laughs) Again, the group just let themselves into the fucking house without knocking. That's got to be some kind of European thing. They head on inside. For breaking and entering. Right. It's called illegal here. Upstairs, our window lady moves away, and we see that Carol is there as well, but unconscious. The mystery woman then ties a rope around her own neck and to the upstairs banister and gives herself a toss over. God damn. As our poor friends try to go up the stairs to see if anybody's home. But old lady window comes careening over the side and hangs herself. Uh, Death number five, Ruth Waltman. You know what? Thing sucks. But you can not let things get you down. You need to tie a little harder and hang in there. <laughs> All right, shitty shitty pun of the night goes to death number five. Uh, Klaus, uh, turns out that uh, this was Ruth Weltman, Klaus's sister, but no one bothers to care anymore. Yeah, genuinely, they waste no time explaining this. I no. care if you meet for 20 seconds. And they fucking move right past her because Arnie's like, Hey, I'm fucking, my nosy ass is already upstairs, and guess what? I found Carol. That all bitch we just saw kill herself right. in front of us. Was Ruth kind of hot, or am I tripping? Nah, she was kind of good. Like all right, all right. Yeah, older gal. Yeah. I don't know, she gets hung up on stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Must be why she's single. Uh, Carol is okay, as it turns out. Unfortunately. Uh, while she explains what happened uh, to her, uh, the men... The man folk now spot the boat closer to the shore from the second story window of this villa. Okay, here we go. We're, we're, we're in sync now. Yeah, they run out to try to swim to it and leave the girls behind in the Weltman house. Li- li- again, literally just like, oh, women folks, stay here. Bye. Uh, while poking around, the girls come across Ruth's diary. It explains that Klaus has been murdering people all over the island, which explains what fucking happened to the villagers, apparently. And she has been trying her best to cover it up by hiding all the bodies and the truth from the police. Carol and Julie sneak around to try to find Klaus's room, which Ruth mentions in the diary has been hidden. Meanwhile, Arnie and Alan split up while trying to get to the boat. Well, I got really lazy on my notes at this part. Arnie comes across one of Maggie's shoes and follows it like a fucking bloodhound. So on I guess trail. that's her other shoe. Yeah, I guess. Waiting for it to drop. Uh, to a large crypt where Ruth was hiding some of Klaus's victims. Uh, and this is actually a pretty cool scene here, where uh, like these fucking like plague rats are like holy shit dude these guys are beefy and they have those fucking glowing red eyes and these are like they're rats they're not fucking like puppets like these are fucking real rats and they look crazy i know the difference between a puppet and a rat and i'll tell you yeah those were rats yeah that it was cool it's a neat those was rats and they're straight up chewing on corpses just like I wonder what they had done to get them to do that. Like if they had like soaked it in like maybe like beef broth or something like that. To Dude, get them they're to rats. On it. They will eat their own assholes out for a good time. My dogs do that. Well, that's uh, one more thing you and your dogs and I have in common. <laughs> and put that joke to bed. All right. So after checking it out, Arnie finds Maggie in the crypt, sleeping in one of the graves. And he goes to carry her out while back at Klaus's house, Julie finds the secret bedroom filled with even more dead bodies. 
How does she get there, though? Uh, she breaks a mirror for seven years' bad luck. She shot, puts a candelabra through a bonus mirror. That was kind of cool. I actually, I did. I did kind of some Castlevania shit there. There was no wall meat, but ah, no, there was wall meat, dude. (laughs) Sorry, you you just you got to get a little more looser with your terms. (laughs) Um, so now jump back to the crypt. Klaus finds Arnie trying to steal his favorite Maggie, and we get a flashback here of what drove Klaus mad and insane. He was also in the shipwreck with his family. Let me jump in here real quick yeah. before we get into this luscious flashback. Uh, what is it? Is it Ken or who the fuck is this? Which which asshole is this? Arnie? Arnie. Oh, my God. When he's like, stay away. It reminds me of Shelley Duvall from the fucking Shining. Like, Go away. Get away. It's like, Arnie, did your fucking nuts drop? Because I don't think that's your baby, dude. Because <laughs> you sound motherfucking bitch league. Go away. Get back. Well, I assume that this is uh, the all the... It's my killer. It's the the voiceover actors. What was it? The fucking 10-year-old... Or the fucking lady who did the kid's voice in House by the Cemetery? Don't watch that movie. Uh, I like that movie. My wife is expecting... Dude, he's a psycho killer. He doesn't give a fuck. Qu'est-ce que c'est? Better? Run, 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 run away. Wow, we made the dog fucking snore on that one. Uh, so... <laughs> Alright, where, where the fuck were we? Uh, uh, flashback. Alright, so Klaus is in a flashback. He's actually also on the shipwreck with his family and faced with starvation in a life raft... And stranded out in the middle of the ocean, he decides to eat his dead son so his wife and him can live. His wife tries to stop him. No, hold up. Sorry, you're talking. I mean, that's cool. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. Uh, do you... Go on. Oh, okay. I thought I thought you fucking unclean. No, no. Do you remember in the old Warner Brothers cartoons when it's like the two dudes in the fucking raft or they're on a desert island and they're starving and like you look over and the fucking buddy turns into like a ham sandwich yep. or the dude turns into a turkey leg? That's what the little fucking ginger kid had, who was obviously adopted, because, uh, I don't know. Maybe fucking Madam Klaus fucking got around. That's uh So he fucking goes to cut a little piece of fucking sun meat off, but uh, the wife gets in the way, and he accidentally stabs her. Yeah, accidentally fucking plants that shit right between them titties. Uh, In the present now. Actually, he turns... A snack, his snack, into a buffet. Do I need to get closer? Am I ju- <laughs> You're am good. I, okay. That's right where you want to be, baby. Oh, yeah, in the blast radius. Uh, so the wife's now dead, back to the present. Klaus then stabs Arnie with a butcher knife and tackles Maggie to the ground. And here's where you get Fuck. one of two of Obviously. the most fucking memorable scenes in this fucking film. How this movie ended up on the video's nasty list. This right here. If you ever had a fucking question about some of them, sure. This one, no fucking doubt. He pins Maggie down, reaches into her vagina, and as she dies, he pulls out her unborn child and eats it. Yep. Yep. That I literally have that. Yep. Um. And all while Arnie watches... It's his dying breath. That's yeah. the last thing he sees. His entire fucking lineage get, you know. All right, I'm going to jump in real quick. This is fucked up. Oh, it is fine. I'm fucked up, but that is fucked up. Yeah. So fun fact, a lot of people are freaking out. Like, oh, my God, they used a real fetus. They did not use a real fetus. They used a skinned rabbit. But still, for effect. All right. So uh, don't stop me now because 
I'm a little rusty. I've been on a hiatus. I just got. I got. I got to get this out. I have death six, seven, and eight. <clears throat> death number six. Arnie shakes for the memories. Knifed to know ya. <laughs> number seven. Maggie. She was all emotional and got choked up. Death number eight. Unborn baby. And for my next trick, watch me pull a rabbit out of this cunt. <laughs> There you go. Hi-oh! I'm not fucking sure how we're going to come back from that. Not, I mean, your joke, but the fucking scene in general. No, I, it's, it's, you just, the movie, the proper thing to do is just say, pause movie, go outside for a cigarette, come back. Mm-hmm. That fucking scene. All right. Yikers, dude. Fucking yeah. yikers. Yeah. Okay, now I get how you're on the fucking hello nasty list. Yes, hands down, that that is the reigning champion of Hello Nasty's fucking ugly parts. Because there's, I mean, there's a lot on there. There's fucking ton of cannibal movies, cannibal ferox, cannibal holocaust, things like that. But there, I still don't get why Don't Hike in the Woods Alone is on that fucking list. I don't, I, I can't imagine a scene worse than this. That one, I mean, I'm morbid as fuck, but even I'm just like, God damn yeah you're not pulling that punch it's you fucking uh demon knighted and punched through that cop's head it's bad badass it's a good scene though and it's like no cutaways like you know for several different shots it's it's gruesome klaus looks fucking deranged the whole time let's actually take a second and kind of kind of talk about this scene a little he does dude like like i said george eastman has this he can summon this crazy guy look in his eye and and now and now George was he's in uh he's in a couple movies with Charlton Heston. No shit. Like old westerns and stuff like that. So like he's well, I, he's I been he's, new westerns. he's been he's been in a few movies that have been released here. Um or that were even filmed here. So I mean he's he's probably the most well known actor. You think he did like some on spaghetti westerns and shit? Oh yeah. Okay. But he he just he looks insane. Yes, dude straight up looks disheveled as yeah. fuck. I mean, look at the movie poster. I mean, that scene, uh. it's just, it's... All right, moving on. Cut back to Carol now, back at Klaus's house, safely away from the fetus luncheon, is walking around looking for Julie. She finds her, but Klaus, fucking with the fucking speed of all hell, uh, somehow slits her throat from behind and then begins to chase after Julie. Uh, it's like Jason X. She goes for Rita and tries to get them both to safety as Klaus closes in, so they head to the attic. Oh, wait, sorry. Go ahead. <clears throat> Death number nine, Carol. Something, something gets her throat slit. I obviously ran out of steam at this point. <laughs> uh, so they head up to the attic and lock themselves in as Klaus tries to get in but can't, so he gives up and heads back downstairs while the girls just chill and she wait. She looked really disappointed. Klaus has somehow gotten himself onto the roof at this because point. sure. Right? Like, Why not? Through the fucking house, onto the roof, breaks through the fucking roof of this villa, and pulls Rita up by her hair. <laughs> Go ahead. With just her fucking head poking out, he bends down and starts to bite her fucking throat out. While Julie tries to fight him off from inside the attic with a pickaxe. She Which get- you know you leave in your attic. 20 right. stories up in your fucking mansion. A pickaxe where you where you where you mine. Yeah. She gets in a good hit in his ankle, I uh, guess. It's it's the meatiest part of your calf. Okay. It was gross. Uh and Klaus drops Rita and then rolls off the roof, presumably to his death. Oh, actually we skipped a death. 
got her uh, Rita got her throat bit now. De- yes. Okay. Death number ten. <clears throat> Death number ten. Death number ten. Rita. Hey Cincinnati Jeff, I bet you she didn't see that coming. Ha <laughs> ha! Because she's fucking blind. All right, here we go. So, piece of shit. <laughs> So Julie goes to look for him outside. She goes down through the fucking house, she onto the outside in the fucking yard. She cannot find him anywhere, so she leans in to check the well. Bad move, honey. As soon as she does, Klaus pulls her ass in. She gets hung up in the fucking rope, and this is a cool scene, because she look, looks like legit, she's dude. actually hanging from this fucking rope. Well, I mean, what were safety re- viol- uh, regulations in the fucking 1980s? And, Probably and especially over in fucking like Greece or in that part. Italy, yeah. On that archipelago of life. What? So uh, she works to climb out as Klaus gets after her, and he goes in for the kill at the top of the well. This is some good suspense. She's sitting there dangling and kind of fucking having to swing herself as he's slowly yes. ascending the rungs. And it, then it's pretty good. Alan. You remember Alan? Yeah, he has like three names in my version. So fucking Alan shows up, comes in with a well-placed shot from... Uh, the pickaxe into Klaus's stomach. This is fucking dope. And he goes down, but not before he reaches inside his own fucking stomach, pulls out his own fucking guts, and starts eating them, and that, then he fucking dies. That is the ultimate fucking edgelord move. Like, fuck you, stepdad Terry. All right, death number 10, Klaus. You don't drink, don't drink. <laughs> You better get Michael Molly and Moe's asses over here and give Klaus the fucking chunk of the aggro crag because that dude's got some guts. (laughs) (laughs) Boom. (laughs) Fucking what? And the end. I love how they're just fucking staring. It's like, did this shit just happen? This is the worst vacation ever. Yeah. Thanks for fucking recommending this, Alan. Alan. You're a real fucking good friend, Alan. Hey, Alan, have fun living that one down. By the way, you're never allowed to pick the vacation for your friend. Oh, because they're all fucking dead. <laughs> and so that is Anthrosmusnuffagus. Yes. Anthropophagus. Anthromagumphagumphagus. I legitimately had to enter that word into Google and then have it, like, tell me what it was. I had the hardest fucking time with anthropophagus. It's a Greek word, right? Like Spanakopita? I Spanakopita! don't know what it means. But now we are on our second film of the night. Our no, second not, from the fucking hell uh-huh. and nasty. No? Because I got something for you. You got something for me? That's for you. For me? For my good friend. Okay. All right. Okay. Uh, Cincinnati Jeff likes Cincinnati presents. Well, guess what? Well, he's getting Cincinnati hammered. All right. Let me fucking dig deep. In my satchel of regret, I kind of don't want this bag. Don't, don't look at me. Don't look at me. Don't look at me. All right, I'm not looking Stop at you. Stop looking at me. All right. Here you go. Here's a bag. Okay. What's in that bag? Something something heavy. Whoa. Sorry, the corners got a little bent. Is this fucking... What is it? Is this a... Is this on fucking Laserdisc? Yes. Barbarella, Queen of the Galaxy on fucking Laserdisc? <laughs> yeah. Are you fucking kidding me? There you go, partner. Oh my god, dude. Thank you. Oh, you're a fan of the movie? Uh, yeah. Dude, my ex was super into Barbarella. And like, I don't know, like she would always talk mad shit. I've never seen the movie. 
So, like, let's get your Laserdisc, you know, player fucking popping. We'll slide that bitch in. And I don't know. I just remember one scene where, like... It's Jane Fonda. Uh, so, there's a scene where, like, she's on a manta ray and getting pulled around or so. I don't know, dude. Uh, I it's like Flash Gordon, but with titties. Titties. And killer dolls? Where'd you get this at? Uh, oh, I got it at I Had This. I had that. I had that. I was in there today. In Belleville, Illinois? And, yes, low-key, I said I'd uh, give the dude a plug on the podcast. <laughs> Cause, dude, uh, that fucking store is legit. Cincinnati Jeff, how legit is that store? Uh, every time you go into I Had That in Belleville, Illinois, so they're on Main Street, um, you will literally say, oh, shit, I had that. I had that. Legit. I, I thought that that was a weird name for a store until like I was in there, and I was like, I fucking said that fucking six times since I've been in here. I've been here ten minutes. That's right. I was in there <clears> today, <throat> and I said that six times. And I guess, uh, woof, low-key, kind of dropping into the segment, showing hell. Nah, let's, no, let's no, no, we're end. not doing that. We're not doing that. Save it for the end. All right. But we do have a new segment for show and hell. All right, so let's jump into Absurd, a movie that I can pronounce. Woo! Asser right. Urban Turd. So this is uh, sometimes um, referenced as Anthropophagophagus 2, or its spiritual sequel, or, or the successor. Lo- or the Lonely Island. I don't think it is. Number it's a one, far cry, dude. I don't understand what people it's are talking set, about. It's set here in America. Oh, yeah, yeah. Supposedly. America. That's like how Pieces is set in America. And it's it's the only thing that has in common is it's got George Eastman in it. And yeah, it's, playing a similar type of character. But the movie has nothing to fucking common with it other than that. It's written by George, and that's about it. You motherfucker and your clicky top pens. <laughs> I can just see it being picked up. All right, so now for Absurd. So far, we're off to a good start of the film because it's got the fucking right title card. Yeah. So that's neat. hey that's a plus. Right? So the movie starts with George Eastman playing Mikos, running through the woods from what I assume is a Sith Lord. The movie starts with fucking two and a half minutes of goddamn Spirograph. It's just spirographing and spirographing, and the mom is so mad at spirographing. Mine, mine cuts in and out between that. Mine, mine cuts out. So we get uh, we get Mikos running from a. I assume it's a Sith Lord. Sure. And again, as I said earlier, I really do appreciate the running sequences in uh, D'Amato's fucking films here because they have to fucking stop what they're doing because they're actual fucking humans. They got to take a fucking break. They got like, the priest. He's running from gets like a fucking stitch in his side. Okay, for the longest time, I didn't know that was a fucking priest. I mean, you can kind of tell by his wardrobe. It's Darth Boar. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that'll suffice. So, uh, while this happens, we get random cuts in for someone who's drawing circles with a compass that I used to own in high school. It turns out to be this paralyzed girl named Katia, because that's an American name. Oh, yes, Katia, uh, like Bethany or uh, 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 Rachel. So she is drawing these designs while her mom comes in and gives her shit about it. Back to Mikos, he makes it to a house where a woman and a small child are getting ready for dinner. 
knocks on the door because that's how you fucking do it when you come to a fucking stranger's house. In America, you knock on a fucking door. And then as they answer, he just stands there looking very much like he did when we last saw him in Anthropophagus. No, if anything, I think this would be like a prequel because he's looking pretty He's dabbing. got better skin. He's not like some fucking methed out ghoul that's, you know, eating himself. But there's fucking blood and gut spewing everywhere as he's literally holding his fucking insides. Oh, okay. Uh, hi, my, uh... <laughs> My name is Klaus. Uh, I brought some intestines from the set of my last movie. Are you guys interested? Oh, well, then he just falls on the fucking floor. I moved to what America, a and I am now Mikos. I am Mikos, another strong American-sounding name. <laughs> Any. So then we cut to an operating room where some doctors are fixing up said hole in Mikos. And after the surgery, the doctors marvel at what seems like Mikos' own healing abilities. Uh, that happened during the operation, and he ends up pulling through. Dude, straight up, that shit was gross as fuck. But anyway, uh, no, you know, the, the longer I watched that scene, I was like, oh, that's graphic. I'm like, no, they're just fucking around with a pork steak with some hemostats, you know? <laughs> some stutchers or whatever the fuck you want to call them. Go ahead, buddy. Back to the house from earlier. The police have stopped by, and it turns out that no one knew Mikos, and they had no idea why he was there. The cops later stop the Sith Lord, who turns out to be a priest, <laughs> and give him a ride while over at the hospital, uh, another detective is trying to solve who Mikos is and why he had that hole in him. Later on, during the checkup from a doctor, Mikos wakes up and spots said priest watching him from outside a fucking hospital door, starts to freak the fuck out, Whoa! and tries to get up off the table. How loosely did you take these notes? Not very loose. All right, so I guess my shit's all fucked up. You know what? I, I watched the European cut of Observed. That's what it is. Oh, I watched, is yours cut a little different? I watched the Spanakopita cut. Yeah, that's what it is. So the doc leaves um, after they'd fucking subdued uh, the, the, the Mikos there to help a boy who had blew up his own hand with a firecracker, according to the PA announcer. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I got I got a whole shtick in here. We should have sank up our periods on this. All right. I'm telling you, man, different cuts of the film. It's weird. All right. So did you get to the part where the fucking biker gang's rolling around the old dude? And yeah, that fu- that happens at the same time, yeah. Okay, it's like... So when the biker gang rolls up... Right, because there's... So while this is going on, there's a shot of an old drunk guy stumbling outside the hospital, and a yes. biker gang rolls up and just fucking starts driving circles they're around dr- him. So they're asking him, like, Hey, Grandpa, how you doing? See, the first couple Crazy times... Crazy drunk pedestrians. See, the first couple times, I thought they were being sincere. Actually, they weren't being sincere. They were being facetious. Yeah. <laughs> And then the cops fucking roll up, and then they're giving this old dude a hard time. It's like, oh, are you fucking drinking again? Says fucking Captain Chainsmoke. <laughs> I, I was you doing a cigarette smoking sign. Uh, and then I love the way the guy says it. I'm not drunk. It's like, if you have to say I'm not drunk like that, Cincinnati Jeff, what do you think? Oh, fucking hammered. He's probably drunk. Anytime I stumble up to my bedroom, my wife's like, are you going to bed? And I'm like, I'm not that fucking drunk. Or you like stumble up the stairs and you face plant and then you talk to your wife about how you want to be a writer for Conan O'Brien. I'm quitting my job and I'm going to write for Conan. Just that simple. So back, all right, back, back to this scene. So uh, the doctor leaves to help a little boy who fucking blew up his hand with a firecracker, according to the PA announcer. And Mikos then gets up off the table while the nurse is still in that room, grabs her by the neck and stabs her through the fucking brain with a surgical drill. I 
got gold here. I've just thrown gold away here. Just hit it. Hit it. All right. All right. So you forgot the most important part. The Rams and the Steelers are playing tonight on American football. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, drink every time they talk about American football. All right. So a young boy damages his hands with a firecracker. This is why Italian people aren't allowed to watch American football. They get all antsy and they don't know how to handle it. Instead of screaming at your TV and kicking your fucking dog like we do in the States, little Josephi's running around blowing his fucking fingers off with fireworks. <laughs> Jesus Christ, gang. See, yeah, because mine, uh, they don't even mention the football till a little later. Wait, what, what do they, what, what, they get the priest in the fucking hospital? And the line is like, my car doesn't work. It's like, you decided to go to the hospital to get your car fixed? <laughs> Fucking, these cops are busters, dude. That's awesome. All right. Uh, whoa. Death number one. All right. Yes, 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 yes. Sorry. And and we're back. 22 minutes into the film, death number one, the nurse. No more waxy buildup. <laughs> this is why you don't cut corners with chintzy do-it-yourself ear cleaning kits. You want results? You go to the motherfucking professionals. <laughs> And that fucking dude is smoking in every scene. All right. Okay. I, I think we're in the realm. All we're right. Together. Okay. Different cuts, man. Making it hard. Reunited and it feels, feels so good. good. While the cops are questioning the priest, they hear commotion now from the operating room. But yes. all they find is the dead nurse and Mikos is gone. So the cops shake down the priest some more. The priest then explains that Mikos is an immortal and can regenerate. The doctor who operated on him confirms that some weird shit went down while they were operating on him the whole time. Yes. The, pr- the priest believes that his immortality has driven him insane, and the only way to stop him is by destroying his brain. You kill the Mikos, you kill the brain. Meanwhile, Mikos has made his way to a local slaughterhouse. <laughs> what the fuck? Yes, yes, yes. And after he fucking spooks the janitor, who then fucking, like... Pulls out a dirty, hairy fucking heater and puts four in him. Right? I shot him! I I shot shot him four four times! times. Uh, Wait, I shot him! I shot him four times, because this is how we talk in America with our American football! (laughs) Fuck. Uh, Mikos then fucking... Grabs the janitor and fucking sends him head first into a fucking butcher saw. Bandsaw, dude. And Miko says the, like, George Eastman has the best fucking face while he's doing this. Like, a fucking pure joy and glee. Just, you know what's even better? Your eyeballs, set him down a couple feet. He's got a fucking tennis, tennis uh, ball can just ready <laughs> to fucking blow some ropers. All right, I gotta jump. Creepy through. looking, but he's more handsome. He looks a lot better in this movie. His skin's not all fucked he's up. He's been looks taking more care normal. of himself. It looks like he's not made out of fucking pepperoni. He's using Avon skin so soft. <sighs> all right, so the priest, mm-hmm. who isn't a priest at this point that we don't know, right? I'll say it, man. Remember Vampire Hunter D? Yeah. Uh, the first one. I think the priest kind of looks like Count Magnus Lee. It's a reach. It's a fucking reach. I better get the minute. Since I better. I've seen it. Get the fucking Ben Gay out because I'm reaching too hard for that <laughs> shit. But uh, I don't know, man. That's just me. Oh, wait, sorry. Death number two. That janitor. Manager special janitor chops seven bucks a pound. Womp, 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 groaner. It reminded me of the fucking death from Intruder, but it's really good. No, dude. Intruders is by far superior. No, it, it is. But this, it reminded me of that. And it, this is a good scene. This is a good death. 
Alright, so we have two kills into the movie already. And I swear to God, they got a fucking pig carcass from the butcher shop they were just in. And they used that for extreme close-ups, like on the fucking nurse's temple. And then fucking old boy bandsaw. I had to check the timestamp when I got to this kill. I was like, oh, we can't be that far into the movie. About... 35 minutes yeah, in. Yeah, dead fucking serious. And I'm like, okay, so we're moving a little slow here. We're just going to blow through this. <laughs> oh, yeah, there's not much here. I have less notes here than I do on Anthrosnophilophagus. So now the priest and Sergeant Ben, one of the cops, decide to team up as this is the best way to stop this madman from his mindless killing spree. Mental Mikos, would you say? Right. Later on, Mental Mikos is trying to... Uh, kill a biker that's come speeding by with the biker gang that we've seen earlier. He, the one biker, like has like some bike trouble, so he stops to like take a look at it. So Mikos comes out of nowhere, tries to attack him, but at the same time, um, <laughs> he gets fucking hit by a car right out of nowhere. Just fucking hit and run. I mean, it's not like a fucking sedan has stealth mode. You can see that bitch. It has two illuminating lamps, headlights. Uh, I mean, you know what? Fuck you, Mikos. Glad you got hit by a car. Sorry, not sorry. Eat gets it, gets back up. The biker still is like, I haven't left yet. And then fucking Mikos successfully fucking strangles him to death in the he, middle of the fucking street. He, he goes to check on him, a.k.a. old fucking uh, a demon half a metal face. Yeah, he goes to check on him. Because he's like, dude, I'm pretty sure you're fucking roadkill. All right, death number three, uh, biker. Mikos full throttle that biker and do a full choke <laughs> that biker probably flooded his pants <laughs> bike terms there you go <whistles> i deserve that <laughs> all right so the man who almost ran uh the biker over and definitely fucking hit miko's indeed turns out to be mr bennett he owns the house that miko's was found at at the beginning of the film that's right when he got uh gutified all right, so fucking shit boy or whatever the fuck his name is. All right, do you remember the Blues Brothers? One of the funnest films ever made. Absolutely. Do you remember the Illinois Nazi? Oh yeah. I hate Illinois Nazis. Not about to get political, but uh, and he looks like that dude, the Illinois Nazi, aka the fucking dude from the Burbs, had sex with Bubbles from Trailer Park Boys. That's also the um, the guy who owns the bubble in biodome when Go he's like play the cricket sound effect when he's like you deserve that bud and doyle anatomically correct action figures all right when are we gonna do biodome and here in bud and doyle are here to say the planet with you and like he fucking starts smoking a cigarette because it's getting too sexy that's that dude cincinnati jeff you need to stop thinking so locally and start thinking globally i love biodome oh, but I I guilty love pleasure biodome. free mahi mahi does Uncle Ben know about that? With the ee in the rice, <laughs> making a filter, making a filter. Oh no, we okay. Yes, this is. I am God. No, no I am God. No, you're fucking Walter Peck, dude. Hey, uh, remember when the Here Comes the Spooky podcast officially became the fucking Biodome podcast? Because it's just he up. Biodome's fun, though. Anyway, back to uh, this movie, which is not as fun as Biodome. And you get that baller-ass song by Shaggy. Yeah, you do. Uh-huh. All right, all right, so... That's a Patreon pick right there, motherfuckers. Mr. Bennett uh, is the fucking hit-and-run culprit. He's back at his house now with his wife, Carol, 
whom we met earlier. You fucking bitch, Carol. And they are getting ready to go to a football party. They go to the American football game. And as they leave, they left their son, Willie, and their daughter, Katya, who's paralyzed Dude, in the bed. Willie sucks and looks like little orphan Annie. <laughs> yep. They leave him at their house, I guess with their housekeeper, Peggy. Yeah, th- it's very ambiguous on what the fuck these roles are. Is she a stay-at-home nurse? Or? I'm trying to, yeah. And, like, they tell her, like, hey, you can't leave until Emily, the babysitter, shows up. Oh, shit. Did did this scene happen already where... The mom? No, no, no. no. It's, it's, it's little shit face, the fucking piss goblin, the little fucking kid. It's, like, the, the fucking house person. Peggy. The help? Yeah, that works. Is watching a soap opera, and he does that fake crying shit, and I want to shot put this kid into the fucking sun. I think so, yeah. Oh, my God. No, so, like, I pulled that shit once when I was a fucking kid. Or I pulled that shit one time, and my mom took my fucking Hot Wheels. She yanked off the fucking, the orange, you know, like they're about, yeah, I whooped the fuck out of you at Walmart that one time with those. Mm-hmm. That was terrible. The awesome. You know, just my mom started fucking beating the piss out of me. Nothing says love like beating your kid with something that he loves. That's right. <laughs> now I can't go anywhere That's near discipline. Hot Wheels. But she left a connector piece in. That was fucked up. Yeah, that happened like what I was at least thirty six when that happened. <laughs> anyway, she used the 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 connector piece as the handle. And no, the, that the was track that is, was the, the track part. as the whip. No, you leave that hard plastic part at the end. Well, that's what you got to hold on to. It's Man, the whip part that hurts. I'm gonna be a fucking great dad. Nothing says discipline like beating your child with harder, daddy. Uh, ooh, harder's my safe word. <laughs> I'm gonna put some Hot Wheels tracks in a fucking tube sock and just go to town at the senior home <laughs> so okay so peggy the housekeeper can't i'm not leave getting off topic what? until emily the babysitter shows up and peggy's got a great fucking job because i love how fucking degrading the mom is as soon as she gets to the fucking car she looks at fucking mr bennett and she's like i hope that little moron does what i told her it's like whoa i didn't have the that in my cut. Yeah, straight up. I had to fucking rewind and be like, did she say what I think she fucking just said? What a bitch. All right, I'm going to jump in here real quick because we're just shitting all over these notes anyway because fuck it. Uh, so in your version of the movie, do they explain why Katia is laid up in bed? Uh, they do briefly say that she's got some sort of spinal issues and like laying in the bed. She's like tied down in this bed and they're supposed to like, like straighten her spine out. This is also the 80s where this probably wasn't effective. Did they try blowing cocaine into her asshole? Because I think that would have cleared it up. Uh, So now cut to the woman of the hour, Emily, who also happens to be the nurse from earlier, not the one that died. All right, dude, did she not remind you of fucking Murphy's uh, RoboCop Murphy, his fucking... uh, Oh, partner. That's yeah. the human term for that. Role. Um, what is her name? Is it? Damn. What is her name? I can't. I know you're talking about. Yes, I know you're talking about. Uh, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, you mentioned it. In the okay. All right. Uh, so anyway, Emily is also. She was a nurse from earlier in the hospital, and she's got a few moonlights as a babysitter. Is walking by herself down this dark path in the woods for some fucking reason. And I guess this is, I don't know. She trips over nothing, literally fucking nothing and falls. Well, why, why do you think she tripped? Bitches be tripping. Oh! Uh, and apparently this is like the only way to the Bennett house. I don't understand it. 
It's through these like fucking heavy woods. This scene makes no fucking sense. Thankfully, um, while this is all going on, the Bennets themselves arrive to the party at the Forest's house while Mikos makes his way back to the Bennett house. Okay, so what did your music sound like for this whole time? Um, Mine sounded like straight-up porno music. Yeah, I, it, it was like it sounds like it's like suspenseful music. It's like, yeah, if you're getting fucked in the ass. And while Emily's in the woods, there's like a bum? who, or It's just, just the so, drunk from earlier? I'm not drunk! It's like, okay. She drops her purse. He like comes and brings it to her, and he's like, I think you dropped this. And it's very sincere for a second. And then, like, she walks away. He's like, This <laughs> fucking maniacal like, evil laugh. Yeah, get out of here with that shit, buddy. I cut off my pubes and put them in your purse. <laughs> I made a doll for you. I want to jump back real quick. There's a scene. It's uh, Sergeant Chainsmoke. Sergeant fucking Marlboro. Sar- Sergeant Lucky Strike. Oh, Ben? It, Sergeant Ben is rolling around. And he's just driving because these fucking movies have horrible pacing. And then he's just driving around, and there was an unintentional jump scare that scared the fuck out of me. His, his like, black buddies in the backseat. Like, nobody told me he was in the scene. He just pops up in the scene. He's like, whoa, what are we looking for? I'm like, oh, fuck. It's because it was scary, not because he's black. Jesus Christ, Cincinnati, Jeff. Calm down. <laughs> These movies do a fucking horrible pacing. That's kind of why the notes are fucking all over the place, on top of us having different cuts. But And drinking. That, that's well, a little that's bit too. If we had to do the standard lineup, I think we know. Who might be the villain here? The dogs. They know what they did. So, Mikos is at the Bennett house now, right? And he seems to recognize the car that almost killed him earlier. And yeah, he even it's... has another weird flashback like we've seen in Anthropophagophagus. Of when he... when he Of, was... like, the headlights. He's oh, like, I, I thought you were going to say, car. like, when him and the car were floating in the ocean and then, like, the, the dog died and then... The... Okay, they I'm, I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop. Inside the house, though, there is a dog, and it starts to bark like crazy. His name is Blitz, and he's adorable. Here's the thing. I'm pretty sure even the dog got dubbed in this because, like, it's a fucking... El Hufo! El Hufo! It's, it's a tiny little, like, basset hound. Or not basset hound, like a beagle. And it has this, like, fucking Great Dane bark. It's Frank Wilker. He's fucking voicing every dog ever I, I and just, Megatron. It's just outrageous. So Peggy lets the dog out, but unfortunately for her, Mikos... Wait, who let the dog out? Peggy. Ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> yeah, just go ahead and mute my mic. No, it's okay. I deserve that. <laughs> Where are we? I am so... No! No more jokes for you. Alright, uh, so Peggy let the dog out, but unfortunately for her, Mikos was waiting on the other side of the door and slams a pickaxe down on her skull. Pickaxes are fucking big in Joe D'Amato's fucking movies. No doubt. And where does that, like, who fucking just has a pickaxe? They got it from the attic of that villa, dude. I got a yard. I do uh, minimal gardening, but, like, I have, like, some yard tools. One of them, none of them are pickaxes. Well, I think you know what you're getting for Christmas. Death number four, Peggy. Mikos has a few questions to ask her. Maybe he was just trying to pick her brain. <laughs> so Emily finally arrives at the Bennett house. Yeah, no shit. Let's herself inside to look for Peggy. While Willie swings? Tarzan's at her in a fucking ghoul mask. How did he do that? I don't know. That kid's straight sucks. He fucking just, he swings. He literally fucking swings on a rope. Oh, oh, oh. This, oh, this oh. single story House, by the you way, don't this have ranch random, style fucking house. You, you don't have fucking random lengths of rope just hanging from your ceiling to Tarzan upon. I wish I did. In a perfect world, my dude. Right? 
Scares the shit out of her. Also, at this time, everyone at the forest house is watching American football. American, the football like, game! Legit. Like, we get a lot of fucking football. So, it's the Steelers and the St. Louis Rams? I don't know yeah. if they're in St. Louis oh, then, but yeah. Is it the Battle Hawks? It's, uh, it's three fucking minutes that of football. That was for Marshall. <laughs> and, like... They have like how it, do you fucking pad your time? Jeez, I don't know. What would John Madden say? Somebody's getting fucking sued. Buddy. No shit, dude. Because it's like legit, like cut footage of a fucking actual football game, per, like like cut into this television. Not, not with the announcers. Subtle. They're using real sports like names and like numbers and all this shit. It's it's crazy. It's just insane. Insane or insane crazy? That bitch had me insane. No. Okay. I don't even remember where I was. <laughs> I gotcha. I gotcha. All right. So, all right. All right. All right, all right we're good. Uh, so, the cutback from the fucking football, which is just, it's so weird. It's just, it's off putting because it's like, it's not making me comfortable. Like, I'm forgetting that I'm watching a horror movie. It's just, I like, was getting faster with the game. And I don't even like American football. American football. American the football. So, they check on Katya, who I'm pretty sure Peggy had at this point hooked her up to some sort of weird electrode machine. Because she's, like, pulling, like, these cables out of the suitcase and, like, hooking them up to, like, kind of what looks like a battery. And, like, the other ends look like they're supposed to stick to her. I don't know. They didn't you use it. Result. You hook somebody up to a fucking car battery. This is the dude. 80s, and it's just weird medical technology. We'd have to ask fucking A.A. Ron from Horrible Horror Podcast about this. It's fucking odd. I got to jump in here real quick. Go ahead. Uh, so this is when the movie, for me, started pulling some mad Halloween parallels. Mm-hmm. All right, so it's the scene where Sarge... Uh, what's his name ben sargy ben sergeant ben benny mcsargenstein and fucking not dr loomis uh they're driving <laughs> father to... loomis F- 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 father loomis father dentymore anyway uh <laughs> it's like he's like it's they're driving around he's like his eyes were black or you know like he had the blackest eyes they were black like like doll's eyes Katamaro olives or whatever the fuck i don't know i don't need olives. that joke shit the bed and fuck olives anyway can i go back can i can i continue can you yeah go ahead buddy all right so before uh i'm sorry uh so they check on katia peggy and 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 willie and then she sends willie to watch tv yes emily gets a phone call from the doctor from earlier who performed the surgery who tells her all about the dead nurse and warns her that Mikos is out, escaped, and this is what he can do. He also warns her that he might be in the area where she happens to be say, uh, at the house and to stay the fuck inside. After that, Willie hears a noise while watching TV and goes to see if it's the dog, but finds Mikos in the kitchen instead. Someone's in the kitchen with Mikos. <laughs> He fucking straight runs to Katya's bedroom, warns Emily and Katya, but they don't believe him. Emily goes to look anyway, when suddenly the power goes out. Yes, it motherfucking does. Emily goes to check it to turn on, because she's also apparently a part-time electrician. And when she gets the lights back on, she finds Peggy's dead fucking corpse in the room with her. Okay, I am dead fucking serious. I am pretty sure that piece of music they play is straight up from pieces. Like straight it's exactly what you think it is well played sir well played so she then goes to try to call the police but the phones also aren't working so she tells Willie to run away from the house and go to the forester's place or forest place she like 
kicks him out of the house. And yeah. he's like, no, I don't want to go. No, fuck that kid. He's a little idiot. So Emily then locks herself in with Katya in the bedroom and explains exactly what's going on while Mikos tries to break into the house. Yeah, no pressure, Katya. Not like you could do anything, but try not to freak her out. While Willie then, on the other hand, Willie. does break into the house. Willie! Oh my god. This through a fucking unlocked window. Was it the kitchen window? I'm sorry. Mikos is trying to break into the bedroom while Willie's trying to break in, or really lets himself in. Yes, the house. yes. Mikos gives up on Emily and goes after Willie as he's now inside the house and calling after them. So Emily arms herself with a pair of scissors. And the music here is like a fire at a circus. It is fucking intense. And goes to try to save Willie, but Mikos grabs her before she can uh, before she can successfully save him. She he drags her to the kitchen. Oh shit! Okay, maybe this is why this part is on the Hello Nasties. Shoves her into an oven head first, and turns the, like Emily's fucking struggling, and it fucking gets turned on. I get turned on too. At the same time, Willie is begging Katya. This goes to on for unlock herself and open the door. And it's like, like oh, did you fucking forget how her fucking minutes. spine works, dude? Like, she's not just going to fucking get out of bed. Or so I thought. Yeah, well, we're the assholes here. As she desperately tries to unlatch herself from her bed. Meanwhile, I, this whole scene, just all of all the all the two parts happening, fucking Mikos Meyer melting fucking old girl's face <laughs> in the oven and then fucking little screech goblin and and handy capable madam strap on or off just this goes on forever and they're screaming it's the the kid scene like trying to get into his sister is just super fucking annoying so annoying miko's baking emily is that's fun awesome because back in the kitchen miko's is successfully baking emily in the oven like a red-headed turkey Willie comes running in, so Mikos tries to grab him, but Emily comes to, after you think she's fucking died, and starts to stab Mikos in the back with her scissors. Alright. Uh, so I made the joke before I realized she didn't die in the oven, but I'm gonna do it anyway, so suck it. Go ahead, buddy. Death number five. Okay, I was gonna make a Holocaust Auschwitz oven joke, but uh, this is a new season. <laughs> new season, new me. You will <laughs> not see me. Stoop that low. Because <laughs> she doesn't. No, she does not. Sadly. Mikos actually tur- grabs the the her wrist, turns the scissors on her, and stabs her in the throat. Quit stabbing yourself. Quit stabbing yourself. Oh, Ooh, God. What was that? We're fucking- oh, that's never heck in the woods alone where he fucking is like. Because no, that's a call. Back Dig in- the two girls. No, that was Night of the, the Demon. Oh, Night of the Demon. That's, that's right. right. That's right. That's right. Big feet made them bitches shank themselves. <laughs> All right, so Emily gets her own sister stabbed into her own throat. Willie runs off. Katya finally frees herself from her straps. And she is book as fuck. But the commotion alerts Mikos to where she is. She makes it out of bed to the door, but Mikos breaks through it. Katya arms herself with her compass from earlier. This part's pretty cool. Does Katya kind of look like Nancy from OG Nightmare on Elm Street? She does a little bit. So, she had this fucking familiar look. at. I actually went back to see if it was the same girl that or the same 40-year-old that was played for Rita. Oh, 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 I thought you were going to say Heather Langenkamp in A New Nightmare. No. Time traveled back. Okay. All right. So Katya has now armed herself with this compass, and as Mikos goes to grab her, she stabs him in right both in the fucking eyes with it. Would you say a wet eye hole? 
He's got double vision. Fill your eyes with that double vision. Yes, Carl. Does this kind of not remind you a little bit of a Halloween 2? Oh, yeah. But this, but this is, again, a really cool, cool, cool scene. I like it. And one, because it does not dispatch Mikos. He's <laughs> fucking blind, but he's like still lurking around the room and just like stumbling around trying to fucking grab her. She outsmarts him by turning on the record player and uses the sound to throw him off while she makes a break for it. Holy shit, the last 15 minutes of this movie moves slower than a sloth porno. I was starting to wonder if there was a gas leak in my basement or the movie was just that fucking slow. Fun <laughs> fact, it was the movie. A little bit of both. No, I legit slow. have Pastor Loomis right here in the fucking notes. <laughs> Alright, so Katya makes her way around the house while Mikos lumbles after her. And this is like... Like this weird game of cat and mouse where she'll like hide in corners and he'll go like like go to grab her like, like you would like a four year old that you're playing your, tag with. Yes, yeah, it's yes. like Ugh, I missed you. She like ducks under it. It's very awkward and it's 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 dumb. The scene before it where he gets fucking stabbed in the face with the compass loved it. This th- this scene, no good. Pacing are these movies enemy. So outside the house now, Willie runs into uh Father Loomis who is patrolling the area, and they head back to the house just as Mikos grabs a hold of Katya. Oh, yes, yes, and he loses his gun somehow. The priest attacks Mikos now on sight. Bad move, dude. Who is able to choke him to death, while throughout the movie you notice that this is a rich family's house. They, for some reason, have a suit of armor, which I promise you is not common in a American house. And uh, Jeffrey, let she me tell picks you up thing. a battle axe that the suit of armor was holding. Bitch, don't even trip. On the way down to the CNC Far Factory, I saw like six of, I saw like twelve of them battle axes just lurking about your abode. Those are for show. They're not for murder. They're for show, and they're for show. Okay. Now, see, you keep getting the buttons mixed up. That should be the one where it's the toddler shitting himself to death. There we go. That's, that's. Yeah. All right, so, so Katia picks up a battle axe from the suit of armor that her parents keep in the fucking house. And goes, motherfucking ham. Oh, dude, just goes to town over and over again on Mikos' neck as he's bent over fucking choking the priest. I have a boner. I will say that this next part. This is dope as fuck. Is badass. Is so the fuck. cops arrive. And Willie tells them that the boogeyman is inside, just as her, just as the parents show up, and Katya walks out the front door, covered in Mikos's blood. And you've heard several times of the reference of the boogeyman throughout this movie. Huh. And she tells Willie that he doesn't need to be afraid anymore. As she holds up Mikos's severed head and says, "I've killed the boogeyman," or like something to that effect. I fuck that goblin up. The end. That scene. No, actually, really that it, it's Tommy Doyle says, was it the boogeyman? And, uh, yeah, no. So this movie ride Halloween's dick real hard. No, that part was gangster as fuck. She's like, she got buck as fuck, popped out her straps, decapped a motherfucker, and went head bowling. Yeah. That was cool. It was cool. But everything up until that part kind of was not new. Do you kids want to see a dead body? <laughs> So we've got 18 kills between two movies, uh, two of them off screen. For Anthropophagatabas, number one, we got Swim Girl, killed underwater off screen. Uh, 
number two, swim girl boyfriend, meet cleaver to the head. Bad vibes. Number three, Stathis, decapitated, head placed in bucket, off screen. Discathitated. Number four, Danny, throat bitten out. Yeah, fuck that dude. Number five, Ruth, suicide by hanging. Just hanging around. Number six, Mrs. Weltman, stabbed by a pocket knife in a flashback. No comment. Number seven, Maggie, fetus ripped from her body. Murder for two. Number eight, fetus. Number nine, uh, Arnie. Arnie. Number ten, Carol, throat slit. I didn't have one for Arnie, he got stabbed. Stabbed in the dead and you fuck whatever, fuck that dude. Uh then Rita, throat bitten out. Yeah, that was kind of the theme. Then eleven <clears throat> Klaus stabbed in the stomach with a peg tax, then he eats his own guts. Fuck you, Terry. Then for absurd, number one, stabbed the nurse stabbed through the brain with a surgical drill. It's what you're hearing. It's got squash. <laughs> number two, janitor ran through with a butcher saw. It's a living. Number three, biker strangled. Full throttle. Number know. four, Peggy, pickaxe to the skull. Gotta axe you something. Five, Emily, baked in the oven and stabbed in the throat with some scissors. Cooking related pun. Number six, the priest, strangled. Oh, he did die, didn't he? I think he's dead. Number Until s- the sequel. Number seven, Miko's head chopped off with a battle axe. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, Nachos, what was your favorite kill out of these two movies together? Shit, buddy. Um, I'll say it. The fucking Maggie baby combo. I know it's technically two, but whatever. It's pretty gruesome. That's honestly, this is that's what we're talking about. If it's better than crispy head and fucking absurd or oven baked bitch, but I don't know, man. No, that that fucking. If I had to give a runner up, it's it's fucking um. What you know, him tearing out his own guts and eating it, but no, it, it's the mommy daughter combo. So that's actually what I have. Uh, for me, Klaus's death in Anthropophagus is fucking metal as fuck when he's eating his own guts. All right, what what heavy metal song would you play in the background while he's tearing his own guts out? Uh, Rammstein's Du Hast. I can do that. That'll work easily. That song fits in anywhere. Yes. So that's. I mean, it's just. Hard to top for me. That's just badass. That's right. probably one of the best kills in like anything. You ready for stuff you should know? Hit me, Bella boy. Greetings. What seems to be your boggle? My boggle. So George Eastman, who co-wrote, co-produced, and portrayed the villain of the disfigured cannibalistic serial killer Klaus, star- stated that when he went to the premiere of Anthropophagus to see. It had an old cinema metropolitan in Rome with the producer. Only a few people were in the theater watching the movie. Then people started to leave, but a couple were still seated. Later, the scene of the pregnant woman comes up, and as she's being strangled, and the killer eats her, rips her fetus out and eats it, the couple get up, walk out offended, even though it was huh. a skin rabbit. Yeah, but still. Because it was something new and disturbing at the time. Eastman and the producer were the only ones left inside the theater after that watching the rest of the film. They jumped up 25 feet in the air and fucking high-fived so loud. It was like a (laughs) sonic boom. (laughs) When submitted for reclassification in the UK, after being banned for 18 years, the uncut version of Anthropophagus was never brought before the BBFC, which is the British Board for Film Classification. 
uppity British jerk-offs. Gotcha. Rather, the heavily cut R-rated version that we got was submitted, possibly by mistake. Uh-oh. <laughs> According to Joe DeMazzo, some of the heads and bones in the catacombs were plastic imitations. Upon collecting the bones after the scene had been shot, the crew, by accident, took with them some real bones. Oh, you can't be doing that shit, buddy. So, so since D'Amato did not dare return them, he let them make a pilgrimage to his house where he buried them. I'm not like a... Poltergeist you know that yeah, shit. Let's, yeah, let's just move on. When released on VHS, Absurbed was labeled as a sequel to the zombie series under the title Zombie 6 Monster Hunter. An incorrect description on the back of the box promoted the film as a sequel to the zombie films. That's what always fucks me up, like, because Evil Dead is a zombie... No, that's a house movie. That they that shit's all fucky. Um, because so zombie, Z-O-M-B-I, zombie. Yeah, that's the one with the uh, shark versus zombie, splinter eye. Yeah. And then they, I have, like, the uh, Dario Argento recut a version of... No, or was it Fulci? That's and Fulci. It's Fulci, okay. Zombie is Fulci. All right, well, uh, so I think Fulci re-edited or, like, chopped in. No, it was a fucking Dario Argento. Nerds out there, fucking feel free to uh, school me. I deserve this. But anyway, they took a cut of Dawn of the Dead, and they edited into, um, yeah, Fulci cut, and it has or, uh, Argento cut, and it. Let me just go on 25 seconds about some shit I don't know. Okay, moving on. All right. On its <laughs> I'm moving on. All right. On its release, some critics accused Observe of being nothing more than an Italian version of Halloween. Wow. There are some similarities between the two films. Hmm. References to a boogeyman and a babysitter, and obviously the kids she's watching are in peril from a silent and seemingly indestructible killer. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'd say so. Oh, yeah, it's not even apologetic like it's it's there it's not sucking its dick off it's ripped it off and shoved it up its own ass some people say absurd is in many ways a non-sequel to anthropophagus as the only real connections between the two films besides george eastman and joe damato is the presence of a homicidal man played by george eastman in effectively the same role as he played in the first film who is disemboweled in full both films and who comes from a Greek island. They play up the Greek thing because in Absurd, he's got a Greek coin in his pocket. That's about it. Whoa, I don't remember any of that. They talk about it when they go through his effects. When That's Sergeant right, Ben's like trying to figure it out. But I cut it out. Like it's so boring. Tropla or whatever the fuck that currency is called. Yeah. All right. Let's get to our final cuts. Oh. Well, what do you know? I asked for final cuts, and I got it. <laughs> All right, so Nachos, what are your final thoughts on Anthropophagus, and then 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 we'll do Absurd, and okay. then give us your ratings, and then I want I want you to tell me if each movie was worth watching. All right, so Anthropophagus, uh, fuck, so like, it's a beautiful movie. I like where the shot, the location, the gore is okay. No tits. Uh, the soundtrack is torture. Um, honestly, the pacing is a fucking nightmare. Like, honestly, you probably could have shaved about 10 minutes out of each movie and probably would have had like a, you know, a real tight, tight thing going on there. But 
I don't know, Anthropopagumagus, Gumbihicus. I'll give it, I will give that a six just for those iconic scenes. So I say that Anthropophagomagus is worth seeing for any hardcore fan of spaghetti horror. See it once, at least. More importantly, so you can say, yes, I saw the movie where the guy eats a baby fetus and then later on his own guts. He's a hungry boy. It's got that shock that really stands out, but as far as plot goes, it's pretty standard. All sorts of madmen have gone crazy for different reasons in the horror genre, and nothing really stands out as far as motive goes in this movie. I couldn't tell you if the acting was good or not because all I say, we have the dub, and the dub was like bad funny, but like still bad. Uh, Klaus himself, though, is a terrifying looking monster, and yes, the kills when on screen are fun. Like you, your very first one with the girl uh, in the water. It's 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 off screen. It's odd. It's like oh, is a shark attacking here? Some sort of like underwater sea monster but then you get a meat cleaver to the face and that's that's very confusing right away if you didn't know what you were getting into you're like well i'm not quite sure what the first part was for but okay sure why not and that meat cleaver to the face was great no cutaways it was very good the dog did not die either and i appreciate that all right um but for shock factor i would definitely say watch this one i also give it a six six baby sandwiches out of ten that's good. On Anthropophagophagus. Okay. Uh, so absurd. Absurd. Uh, geez, man. So I feel it was just, I don't know. Like I, so that, it's a bit, it, it, okay. So that fucking movie, I don't know. Like nothing really crazy happens. I mean, yeah, it, it's fucking Italian Halloween pretty much. Uh, everybody chain smokes, uh, American football. There's no nudity. The gore we have, I don't know. It's kind of mixed. Like, uh, obviously, I didn't do notes on uh, a final cut on absurd. So the pacing is once again the true enemy here. Um, I don't know. I like this one not as much as Anthropogumbus. So I'll give this a five out of uh, ten American football games man we are on we are fucking pretty much on point it's funny because i have less notes on absurd than on anthropophagus but i have more to say on on for the final cut so absurd is very much a poor man's halloween it's like a margarita at applebee's you have all the ingredients but you still fucked it up we have loomis who's the priest we have a sheriff bracket who's ben but no real focus on anything whatsoever it jumps all over the place, and it's done mindlessly. Do they even give a good explanation to Mikos and why he does? I think oh. in one cut of the film, he's supposed to be an experiment of the church. That's right, because you know fucking science and religion goes hand in hand. And my, on mine, I'm, if, unless it's a throwaway line, I fucking missed it. I don't have that, and I, I don't know. It was in my shitty dub, so it was... I mean, you probably had it too, but no, straight up, yeah. Uh, count... Magnus Loomis or whatever the fuck. Uh, he's like, oh, yes, I'm a bioengineer. Count Dookie. Yeah. Oh, Count Dookula. Uh, yeah, he's he's going on. He's like, yeah, I'm a biochemist. And he's like, yeah, but you're a priest, too. So your own profession and your 
makes no sense. It should cancel well, it out. Even even though this was released a year, like made and released a year after this, uh, Anthropophagus, uh, this like it's got like toned down gore. Yeah, and it's definitely the weaker of the two movies. So we watched these together because we were like originally told like these are fucking practically the same fucking movie. Right? Why not? They're not. No, far from. But I mean, it's. I'm glad that we knocked them out together. I also wanted to write more about the movie, like, notes-wise, but in the 90-minute time span, there isn't a lot that happens. There's a ton of driving. There's goofy shit, like, that's just... That Three minutes of American matter. football. Yeah. Seven minutes of one. The dad has a breakdown house. about, like, he tells his wife, he's like, I, 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 I hit a man, and I did a hit and run. Yeah, well, Who well, gives a fuck? No, I was okay with that. It's just like, what's your excuse? Well, geez, honey, I just wanted to come back to you. The fuck you did? You wanted to watch your American football game. It's just, who gives a shit? It does nothing for the character, and it does not fucking move the movie along at all. Give me more Mikos, or at the very least, another kill in that time span. Yeah. And then, like like you said, what's with all the fucking football? And you get, like, a ton of it. And is that really that important? I give it five baked redheads out of ten. Maybe at a point for the severed head at the end, if that's your thing. But five for me. All right, real talk? Do you think Blitz the dog lived? Yes. All right. Dog lives in both movies. I think he went to go hang out with the fucking drunk dude who was maniacally laughing. So, Nachos, was it worth it for you? Anthro Magumba Papagalugulus, yes. Absurd, you know, I watched it once. That's a, Actually, I watched it twice. I've seen it two times. Uh, not so much, but if you haven't seen either of them, check them out. If, I don't know, you hate yourself. I have the exact same thing. I say, was it worth it? Absolutely, at least for the first movie, Anthropophagus. Uh, for Absurd, not so much, which is weird because Absurd is the one that people have heard of more. They've heard of the scenes in Anthropophagus, but not a lot about the movie itself other than like, oh, they eat a baby. Absurd is the one where like, oh, I've heard of Absurd. I've heard of that. I hear it's crazy. I hear it's gory. It's not. It's it's none of those things. It's, it's none of the nor. things that I was led to believe when people were like, oh, watch Absurd. You've haven't You've heard of it, right? You should see it. It's not. It's it's no great. So with that being said, I think we've got one more thing. Uh, Nachos, you wanted to do a little show in hell. Oh yeah. Now before we end the episode, buddy. And I got some dumb questions for you if you want to do them. Well, let's get to it. All right. Oh, show in hell. All right. So yeah, I went to. Um, I had that, which you know we lavishly right. sucked off earlier, and I picked up one of my beloved toys from my childhood because I in fact had that it is kenner's 1980 what have you will um <clears throat> the real ghostbusters they did a sub uh genre of figures where they introduced the universal monster so i picked up the wolfman and he's beautiful we'll post pictures on instagram he's fun and he has an action feature you squeeze his legs together he rears his head back and howls and he, he flexes. He says, how the fuck you doing? That's yeah, fucking cool. And um, this this guy. He's in good shape, too. Yeah, he's not sticky. I um, like that figure. He's very We're good. big action figure guys here yes. uh, at the Here Comes the Spooky podcast. Big, uh, yeah, action figure nuts Or man-child. Well. Children. Man-childs. I mean, Nachos was playing with a Destro figure earlier. G.I. Joe. God, I'm going to post the picture of him, too. It's the most. Just look at that smug cunt all right so do you have any uh any questions for I me do, buddy? i do i've just throughout the course of the week i think of these stupid fucking questions okay and i haven't added a proper outlet outlet for them so i figured 
see what you got. Number one, do you think Inspector Gadget could catch Lupin the Third? Ooh, uh, no, because Inspector Gadget never caught anybody. It was always Penny, Penny and Brain. Yeah, that's right. All right. Okay, did you ever find the mom sea monkey strangely attractive? From what? The sea monkeys. You know sea monkeys? The little oh! Uh, when, like, they had the promotional, like, it's the family. They kind of looked like um, Mac's family from Mac and Me. No, never did. Yeah, I mean, either. that's weird. Why would anybody ask a question? Bugs Bunny would have just looked like a girl bunny, yes. Oh, boners be popping. All right, if you were a plastic army man, which figure would you be? Flamethrower one. I knew you were going to say that. I'd be the bazooka dude. All right, when you were growing up, did your family, like grandparents, relatives, have any stupid nicknames for you? Yes. Um, uh, My initials are E.D. for my first and last name. And uh, they would always write E.D. on my report cards uh, that stood for easily distracted. And then, obviously, my initials are E.D., so they just always called me Ed. Okay. My grandpa called me, uh, me and my, my brother and I, fart drawers and fizzle pants. Can't even make that shit up. That's okay. real. Um, All right. Well, you uh, ready to sign off, buddy? Yeah. You know what? Once you eat shit and die. Why don't you eat shit and live? All right, so check us out. Thanks for coming out. Uh, next episode, we're definitely going to do one with Robert Patrick, who plays a principal in a high school, and what he's going to do about a bunch of kids who steal a school bus. So thanks, everybody, for listening, and stay spooky.